93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, November 20th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An off-duty officer was shot at multiple times early Wednesday morning when he intervened uh, to stop a beating outside of a West Philadelphia bar, authorities said. It started when the fight broke out just after 1.30 in the morning outside the barn, a bar located on Catherine Street near the intersection of 49th and Baltimore Avenue. According to police, a group of men were beating up on a male victim at the time. An 18th District off-duty police officer happened to be driving his personal vehicle past the intersection with a woman in the passenger seat. Police said he parked his car outside of the bar and jumped in to help protect the man who was being assaulted. That's when authorities say one of the men drew a handgun and started firing at the off-duty officer. Insane. The officer got back into his car and drove away. At least six shots were fired, two hitting the passenger side of the door right where the woman was sitting. It's unclear if the off-duty officer ever identified himself as an officer. Police said that he did have a gun on him but never uh, drew it. The male victim suffered minor injuries. No one was hit by gunfire and no one was taken to the hospital. Police said they are getting surveillance video from the bar and believe the man who fired the shots is a frequent customer, but he currently remains on the loose. Philadelphia Fraternal Order of Police President John McNesby called Eagles safety Malcolm Jenkins a non-resident washed-up football player in response to an op-ed piece the activist and two-time Super Bowl champion wrote last week. I'm sorry, who said this? McNesby. To push for changes on social justice issues. Did you read a case, Jenkins mm. article? Uh, no, I did not. In Jenkins' article, he presented six objectives he believes Philadelphia residents would like to see in a police commissioner. When penning a piece for the inquirer about the type of commissioner needed for the city, Jenkins touched on transparency, accountability, and someone who can stand up to police unions saying whether you're th- uh, through violence or racist Facebook postings, the police union is there to defend bad behavior. We need a commissioner who isn't in lockstep with the union and who will instead push back when the union tries to hide and justify bad behavior. His article has drawn on fire from leaders at Philadelphia's police union who responded with strong words on Tuesday. McDesby uh, also responded. He said that there's always room for improvement, but feels that Jenkins should fall back. He said, I just wish he would stay out of it. It's none of his business. In 2017, Jenkins did a ride along with Philadelphia police to better understand the day-to-day patrols. Last month, he held a town hall uh, with rapper Meek Mill on criminal justice reform and what residents want to see from the city's next top cop. Police in Newtown Township say they are searching for a shoe bandit who is stealing sneakers from stores across Delaware County. Oh, mm. man, I thought it was Newtown yeah. uh, Township. <laughs> this is Newtown Square. Damn it. Yes. It does say Newtown Township. Is yeah. that that you don't There's have a Newtown There's two town- Newtowns. Okay. Um, uh, and it, you know, I guess uh, William Penn designed it that way. Okay. Uh, but remember, uh, He was smart. Yeah. I remember you telling us about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, where... Are they doing so? This? The accused thief allegedly stole high value shoes from businesses in Media Brookhaven. So, what if the guy threw a shoe at me? Newtown Square and Morton. Investigators say he hit one Coles three times over the past few months by simply walking out with merchandise on his feet. But apparently, his greed is not limited to sneakers. Police say that he had a Rite Aid store in the 3500 block of Westchester Pike and stole an array of bath and shampoo products. Wow. Okay. This is uh, kind of low scale stuff. No, I mean, you know what? Among the thieves, I, I spoke to a couple of uh, police officers about this, and apparently the bath products are like a hit. Really? Yes. And that, that, remember a while ago, it used to be baby formula. Yeah, baby yeah, formula. Yeah, now they too. shifted to a uh, bath. Right. No, like like the the um, you know, like the, the gels and the loofahs huh. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, higher end stuff what? or no, like... just stuff at Rite Aid. And I guess they need to be clean. And I don't know. Or do they resell it? Is it, it easily resold? Uh, I don't know. Is there a black market for loofahs? I don't know. I don't know. But, but, the stand- but, that's- but to risk 
a crime over something so cheap. You know Listen, what I mean? President, we were talking about um, we were talking about people who are addicted to opioids and who have no money and what they're what, when they're going into the stores they they need bath products. So they or were just saying your standard uh, toiletries, toiletries. So that's what they're stealing. Basic needs. Yeah. Wow. Just okay. so, yeah. Uh, there's a whole world I'm unaware of. But yeah. the sneaker thing is pretty. That's a pretty stand. And and Coles is it, you know it's so big. There's e- and there's nobody in the shoe department. There's nobody there to help you out. Well, you know? in case like, they said that um, that they have security at Kohl's and that they focus on the front door, and this guy's jetting out the back door, huh. and so Ooh. he's just getting out before they even know he's. I there. would, I would uh, close that back door. <laughs> well, there are no back doors at the Morton Kohl's. I know that for a fact. Well, there's got to be another exit. He's yeah. just squeezing out another. When exit you steal from that particular Kohl's, where do you exit? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> that one I don't. You don't. Uh, okay. No, I, I go to the one that has two different entrances. There you go. This yeah. is smart move. Yeah. Police say, as far as they know, his thefts go back to August with the most recent hit on November 15th. Morton and Newtown Square police are looking for him. Police in Media and Brookhaven also want to catch up with him for a sneaker theft at the Model Sporting Goods off of Route 1. Officials believe he's getting away in a newer model Lexus GS350 driven by a woman. <laughs> if you have any information, you're being asked to contact police. The out the back door thing, there, there was a great video one time. Apparently this guy was was ripping off a Costco and it happened a couple of times and they knew who to look out for. Right. And so when the, the next time he came in, they called the cops and they said, go around the back door because that's what this guy does. And they had video. I remember yes. seeing a video of the, the doors open and the guy's like, hey! hey. <laughs> the cops are right there waiting. I saw that, yeah. It was awesome. Well, you know, so fortunately, I guess, uh, these guys end up being uh, too stupid and greedy, if you recall. Oh, yeah, the, the, going the, back. the, the, the old adage of the, cri- the thief never returns to the scene of the crime is, mm-hmm. is over. They, they'll, hit, they'll hit the same place multiple times. Yeah, it they said the same coals three times. Yeah, yeah. It and, and other places. It wasn't that long ago, there was a guy who was stealing TVs from Walmart, and he got... He got away with it, like, really easily for the first two. And he did it all in the same day. So he's like, yeah. well, crap, I'm, I'm going to keep again. going back. And yeah. he went back, like, a third or fourth time. Do you remember that guy? He went back to McDowell's for the fifth time. Yeah. And yeah. finally, the two African students stopped him. Yeah. And said he hit God. this place five times. And I don't think he's coming back again. Thanks to his African connection. That's right. It's sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers lost to the Panthers last night in South what Florida. The, is the Panthers scored twice in the first and twice in the second to turn a one nothing deficit into a 4-1 lead the and ended up that? with a 5-2 win. Travis Sanheim opened the scoring 6-36 into the game to give the Flyers a lead, but Florida scored twice in the span of less than two minutes to take a 2-1 lead into the first intermission. Morgan Frost became the fifth Flyer to make his NHL debut. This season, it became the 23rd Flyer in franchise history to score a goal in his NHL debut. The nice. Flyers are on the road again Again tomorrow night with a game in Carolina against the Hurricanes. The Sixers, who are undefeated at home this season, are back in South Philly tonight with a game against the New York Knicks, who have a record of 4-10. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. And Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford deleted his social media accounts after receiving death threats and vulgar messages regarding the Nittany Lions' first loss of the season to Minnesota last Saturday. Despite having an excellent season, Clifford threw three interceptions in the 31-26 loss to Minnesota, which apparently upset some fans who took to social media to voice their decision. 
his pleasure. Mm. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. I would like to start off uh, today with a compliment. Uh, Casey is wearing a very awesome shirt. Oh, I, yeah. What does it say? I've never seen this before. Yeah. It's a riff on the, the painting from the Sistine Chapel. It's uh, the hand of God, you know, touching Adam, I believe, is from that painting. Yeah, yeah. But in between the two hands <laughs> is a package of Scrapple. Wait, let me, it's brilliant. Yeah. Where did you get that shirt? Uh, this is uh, from Primitive T-Shirts. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're like my favorite uh, Delco uh um, t-shirt provider? No, you t-shirt provider, basically, yeah. And my Delco uh, outfitter. Your hookup. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Now, wait a minute. Do you even like Scrapple? I love Scrapple. Okay, I wasn't sure. Oh, I love Scrapple. That's okay. a silly question. Uh, this, this is very timely. We, uh, actually, it was it was Monday night. There was an extensive conversation about Spam versus Scrapple. I've never had Spam. I've oh. never had it. I've yeah. never they're, had they're, Scrapple. They're, yeah. they're, they're totally different. It, they're not the same. You can love both, and they don't have to compete. It's no, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. But I uh, am very particular about my scrapple, though. I, I like it thinly sliced yep. and and well done. Yep. Uh, yeah, the same would hold true for me for for spam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah spam, I like same deal. Nice and cooked. Although there were times where we would just wrap it in a, in a paper towel and gnaw. Oh, on yep. it. Yeah, no. right. Oh true. Disgusting. Okay. But, but fried, <laughs> fried in a sandwich, really good. I think spam. Yeah. I don't ever want to taste ever. But scrapple to me looks good. I just, I, I just really don't want to eat it. Um, Are you more spam? I'm a, I'm more spam guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I yeah. haven't had it in a long, 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 long time. But you're right. But, but they're rather, different. I'd rather have, you know, a Scrapple uh, as a little side for breakfast than yeah. Spam. But, but, but spam a Spam sandwich is good. breakfast, is it? It can be. Uh, you can be. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, so we, so we contraceptive. Would, occasionally, you can make it uh, make it an omelet. You make little cubes and uh, throw, okay. it in, uh, throw it in an omelet. It. If you so, listen, to. we have been so hyper-focused on the Camp Out for Hunger coming up in yeah. less than two weeks that we... and. I just remember a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about wanting to do something for Thanksgiving. I, it's not going to happen. Is yeah. What about yeah. uh, next year? Spam's giving. Uh, spam's giving? Yeah. <laughs> we just bring spam have, in. Have a, get a giant, we could get several blocks of spam and then kind of shave them. We could get an artist to cut them into the shape of a, a roasted <laughs> That'd turkey. be nice. Yeah. Maybe. We do it with cheese all the time. Uh, I don't know. Listen, man, we're, uh, speaking of the camp out for hunger, yeah. so we, as Casey said, we're now less than two weeks. We've got a lot of work to do, so... Um, I, I think we'll, we'll work on something for Thanksgiving at another time. We, we need to focus on this. We have There are other events that have been going on. There's a lot of charity events and stuff like that. We, I went to one last night. We've got an event coming up on Friday night. Nick's got the Thursday night uh, Platinum Huddle tomorrow night. So we've got other stuff that we have to do, and we need to focus on the campaign. How about the hunger. Spam Out for Hunger? Spam Out for yeah. Hunger. Nothing yes. but Spam yes. donations <laughs> this year at the Camp Out for Hunger. We're only accepting Absolutely, Spam. Absolutely, yeah. That's all there is to it. Uh, but we have several things uh, planned for the campout. Uh, we're still soliciting for the world's largest gender reveal party. If we could make that happen, that'd be wonderful. We are shooting for December 2nd, the first day of the campout. It's a Monday. It's less than two weeks from now. If you are pregnant or you know someone who's pregnant and they want to reveal the sex of the baby live on the radio, we're going to do it in a spectacular fashion. We're working on that anyhow. We're getting there. And uh, we'd like you to be a part of it. So uh, let's uh, contact us. There's a link on PrestonSteve.com. It says be a part of the world's largest gender reveal. So we'll go for that. Uh, We also have the calendar release party. On Wednesday night of the campout, are we going to mention the, the comedy night? Are we All right, so here's the deal: we have comedy night on Monday, December second, at the Victory Beer Hall uh, inside Xfinity Live. It, we've done it for the last I don't even know five, six years or yes. so. Yeah. yeah. So nothing has changed. We have two amazing headline comedians. 
We just can't mention who they are because uh, they're under contract uh, somewhere in and around this market. Right. Just so uh, it's, we're doing it again. We're, we're, we're doing, doing it again. again. We got Two big headliners. We got big names. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Trust us. Yeah. Come Trust on. Us. Trust us. Monday night, bring down a donation, and essentially you're going to a free comedy show with some big headliners. And okay. You, you we know just, who we we've just, had before. Yeah. We can't. We just can't reveal who yeah. it is because of some conflicting dates and things like that. So. I mean, last year we had to tell, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I mean, so we, we're getting headliners that are that are doing this thing. Uh, Nothing against open micers, but th- that's not what this is. This is yeah. a you know yep. a legit comedy night with um with established, established comedians. comedians. Yep. yep. Okay. So so Monday night is going to be comedy night. Wednesday night is going to be the calendar release party where all the ladies will be there. We're working on. We call it Camp Out After Dark. Yes. And we have several Camp Out. After we let our hair down. Events that are going on. Uh, Jackie Bam Bam's actually going to be broadcasting on Wednesday night instead of Thursday night because there's a Flyers game that we MMR are carrying on Thursday night. But we have some other things that we're working on. We'll roll out all of that stuff. Don't forget the Head Start is still going on uh, with Acme. Uh, and I know I have some other things to hit, and I'll make sure that I do that. We got all morning, so oh, we'll get to this stuff. I, um, this Sorry. What is this? Oh, yeah, Secret Text Word. It's Wednesday, so ah. we're, we're doing that, and we have a chance for you to win tickets to see uh, Temple Football Battle UConn uh, Saturday at Lincoln Financial Field. That's on the 30th, by the way, Saturday the 30th. Text the word secret to 39333, and we'll bounce the word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call them with the word designated caller wins, and we will grab a random texter as well. We're going live on Fox Good Day. We do that on Wednesdays. We need to go ahead and take a break. So let's get to the, the stupid question and the entertainment stuff and all of that when we return. We'll be back in just a little bit. Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to do a stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Patrick Walburton, who is, or Warburton, I should say, call him Walburton. Uh, Friday, they should give me a fanatic. Exactly. Uh, Acme. January 10th at uh, Punchline. So the question I have for you in the greatest video game ever created, Legend of Zelda, what are the jewels that you collect called? Huh? Easy one for those oh, yeah. who play the game. 215-263-WMMR. That was actually one of the games that I played. Really? As a you kid. played that? Yeah. Wow. I'm I love Which one? Which one did you play? The original? Uh, like the Nintendo, the Nintendo one. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the original Legend of Zelda. That's one that hooked me. So uh, what are the jewels called that you collect? 215-263-WMMR. Wednesday, November 20th. Let's go through the birthdays. Today is Jared Followill's birthday from Kings of Leon. He is 33. Jared is the lead singer, right? Yeah. Okay. And and so they're the Followell brothers, right? Three brothers well, and a cousin. Well, yeah, they're all related. They're okay. all kings of Leon. So Leon, I think, is the grandfather. All right. And then they're all kings of Leon. And they're all married to models, right? <laughs> there are a couple yeah. models in there. Yeah, yeah no question. Um, but uh, he is celebrating his 33rd birthday today, Jared Followell. Uh, it's Joe Biden's birthday today. Huh. Uh, former vice president, uh, current candidate. He is uh, 77 years old today. Uh, and he shares a birthday with the great Joe Walsh. 
of not only the Eagles, but I Dave. bet you they get confused a lot. James Gang, Joe Walsh, yeah, yeah. Joe Walsh, Joe Biden. <laughs> Why not? They're both Joes. Loves you and the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, the great Joe Walsh is uh, 72 years old, and he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he doesn't really play fast or do anything outrageous no. on the guitar, but man, he is, everything he does on the guitar is just great. The fact, when he joined the Eagles, they got a super powerhouse in, in Joe Walsh, and uh, a lot of people don't realize what a great singer he is. Yeah. I love his solo stuff. I love all the stuff he did with the James Gang, and uh, he's, he's a major talent. In that in that really awesome yeah. documentary about the Eagles, it was uh, Glenn Fry who said, he's, he's like, I wanted us to lean in more of a rock direction, and he said, Joe Walsh, at the time, was a bona fide rock guitarist. Yeah, yeah. And we got him and it changed the complexion of that band altogether once he got in. Great stuff. And, yeah. uh, of course, his brother-in-law. Ringo oh, yeah, Ringo Starr. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yep. So he's uh, Joe Walsh celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Joel McHale, Talk Soup. We were just talking about Talk Soup not that long ago. Uh, they're going to re- uh, Redo re- it, out. yes. They have a new, a new host. They're bringing that back. Uh, he's 48. Yeah, doing uh, well. You know, he's he's looking extra jacked these days. Have you seen him? No. no. Yeah, he's, he's been in good shape, but now he's like crazy. He's like Hugh Jackman shape. Okay. Yeah. No, really? Yeah. yeah. Then you have Norman Greenbaum, who brought us this song, Spirit in the Sky. Is this the one and done for him? Is the uh, the one hit? Yeah, I believe so. It's a good song. Uh, uh, and you, you know what's funny is because he, you know, in the, this song, he sings Gotta Have a Friend in Jesus. Yeah. He's Jewish. I know. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he was well, confused. Jesus was Jewish. confused Jewish. Well, I know, yeah. yes, but, uh, you know, yeah. uh, he is celebrating his 77. That Jesus is a great guy. Any great guy. Uh, actress Ming-Na Wen. She's great. Yeah, she was on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Badass on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And also, isn't she in Mulan? Uh, she is in Mulan, that yeah. is correct. Uh, she is 56 years old today. Uh, Bo Derek has her birthday today. Uh, ten. Ten! <laughs> Tarzan, uh, Ape Man, Tommy Boy, yeah, sixty three. She's a case where she got more attractive. I think the older she got, mm-hmm. I was never, I never thought she was all that amazing in the movie Ten. I just, I didn't like the cornrows thing. Me yep. neither. And uh, no, she's awesome. Estelle Parsons, who played uh, Roseanne's mom, she's ninety two years old oh, today. Yeah. Great character actress. Mm. Uh, Dick Smothers of the Smothers Brothers is uh, 80 years old today. It's Tommy and Dick. Tommy and Dick. All right, Dick, wait. Dick had the mustache. One of them wasn't that nice, right? Dick was the one that was the uh, um, the the one that mom always liked better. Okay. Tommy was the comedic relief. Tommy was yeah, a little more aloof. <clears throat> Though Tommy apparently in the both in the dynamic of the. Uh, two of them is the one who, if you catch him off stage, is a bastard. That's what I was, That's saying. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, talking yeah. about. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. So Tommy That's... was the dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Tommy, yeah, Dick. It and was Tommy, a reverse tickle. Tommy was the dick. How ironic. Uh, he's eighty today. Sean Young, the actress. Ray Finkel uh, <laughs> from Pet, Detec- Pet Detective. Yeah, he's been sure Pet Detective. Yeah, uh, she's also in a uh, couple of strange movies like No Way Out. It was yeah. an odd movie. It was so, a good movie. It is a cool movie. Blade Runner. Blade Runner as well, and Stripes. Uh, and she turns sixty today. And the last birthday I saw is Mike D. Of the Beastie Boys. And uh, Mike D is celebrating his 54th birthday today. Happy birthday to everybody who has their birthday on this day. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Legend of Zelda. What are the jewels that you go all around Hyrule and correct, uh, collect? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Eileen for the answer. Hey, Eileen. Good morning. Eileen, what are the names of those jewels that you collect all throughout Hyrule? 
Those are called rupees. Rupees. <laughs> Correct. Hang on, Eileen. We'll get your information, and we will give you a pair of tickets to see Patrick Warburton on Friday, January 10th, 945 at Punchline Philly. You can get tickets for Patrick's January 10th and 11th shows at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, they are 21 and over events, by the way. What's your favorite uh, Zelda game? I uh, well, I really love Twilight Princess. I know That's my you favorite. did too. That's uh, my favorite, and then yeah. there was another one on Super Nintendo uh, that was really, really great. And I I played that one three or four times all the way through, but I can't remember the name of it. It's been so long. Nick's looking up Ocarina of Time. No, no, I didn't play Ocarina. Man, there are so many different uh, versions. Hang on a second here. Just a second. Hang on. Uh, I don't are, even know where to look. Yeah, this uh, it doesn't. Well, what what are you looking at? Universe of the Legend of Zelda. Huh. Hyrulean geography. These aren't the games. Oh, okay. This is just the uh, Cider House Hyruleans. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. I I wish I remember. Hang on a second. Uh, now I need to know. You need to know now. I need to know. I lit the um, match. 1980s, 1990s is when that would have been, and Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. That's Boom. It. Yep, that's that was another really, really good one. Okay, you ready for the end? Yes, stuff? let's do it. So, after Felicity Huffman pleaded guilty to her role in the college admission scandal and served 11 days behind bars, many have been wondering what kind of punishment Lori Laughlin will uh, will face. Unlike Huffman, of course, uh, Laughlin and her husband uh, Giannulli have. Pleaded not guilty in court transcripts obtained by Good Morning America. The judge in the case criticized defendants, uh, saying at least to one that he must pay a substantial and conspicuous price for such unconscionable conduct. That doesn't sound good. The 56-year-old real estate uh, exec, Toby McFarlane, was subsequently sentenced to six months after pleading guilty to shelling out $450,000 to grease the wheels for USC. Uh, the similar alleged, uh, their similar alleged crimes and Laughlin's refusal to cop a plea deal are making something that the Fuller House, House star is going to face more time than that. Uh, according to GMA legal analyst Dan Abrams, he said these two cases are very similar. It's almost the same amount of money. It's two kids. It's faking the profiles, etc. Now, this was a guilty plea. And this <laughs> is someone who accepted responsibility for it and is still getting six months. So you got to believe that Laughlin uh, were, if if Laughlin were to take it to trial with the additional charge that's been thrown on her, if she was convicted, she'd be looking at a few years. It would not. I would not be surprised if she got two to three years if convicted. That's pretty wild. Others are concurring on that as well. They're facing charges of money laundering, conspiracy, conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud, and honest services mail and wire fraud as well. So it may uh, be a couple of years. We'll see. Don't you want how this plays out? Yeah. If she ends up, because if they give her two to three years, they'll probably give her a reduced sentence. But still, mm-hmm. uh, it's not 11 days. Yeah, she won't She won't stay in jail for right. two or three years. But, you know, maybe a year, six months a year, something like that. We'll see. Maybe they'll put her out on, like, on a chain gang, Preston. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Work on the side of this, you know, the road there with the... Uh, yeah, swinging a, si- a sickle yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Take it off here, boss. Uh, Take it off there, Aunt Becky. The Duchess of Sussex has taken new legal action against the Mail on Sunday and its parent company, Associated Newspapers, for allegedly making up untrue stories in order to portray her negatively. This suit comes on the heels of suing them for publishing a private letter she sent to her dad. Uh, separately, Prince Harry sued news group newspapers last month for allegedly hacking their phones. They won those, but they won both those, didn't they, in court? Um, there's another one. Yeah. So this is new legal action. Uh, they said that uh, the 
The portion they printed was taken out of context. They admitted parts. The admitted parts demonstrate the claimant's care for her father and others, as well as her concern about the UK tabloid media exploiting her father. Uh, documents take issue with stories claiming that she and Prince Harry spent more than $500,000 to soundproof their home to block out airplane noise. Jeez. Also in dispute, the story that they spent taxpayer money to buy a copper bathtub, build a yoga studio, a tennis court, and guest wing for Meghan's mother. Her lawyers are also calling out reports that she did not invite her mom to her baby shower in New York City. Untrue and offensive are what they're saying. I wonder, so that. with the tabloids here, they just everyone just anticipates they're going to be pr- printing outlandish things that aren't factual. It's just, you, you go read it and you have a laugh. Right. So anything of that nature, like like something, if the National Enquirer was over there, they could sue for every one of those false stories, I correct? I guess so, if they're, if they're blatantly lying. Right. You know, yeah. And, and you know most of those tabloids that you see at the supermarket are blatantly lying. Yeah, but some people believe it, and, yeah. and it gets under their skin, so... Um, on a more positive note, Megan was named the most influential dresser by List. Wow. The furniture or the clothes she wears? Uh, the furniture. Okay. No, the clothes that she wears. Uh, this year, uh, 104 million shoppers started their fashion search on List, the company explained in the press release. We analyzed the data, crunching the queries, page views, and sales metrics across 6 million fashion products from over 12,000 online stores alongside the global media coverage and social media mentions generated by the year's biggest brands Mm. and trends, and they have come to the conclusion that Meghan Markle is the most influential dresser. Wow. So they crunched the queries. They did. And came up with that. That's what they did, yep. I, uh, you know, listen, she's a lovely woman. I have to say now, I think I might be uh, Team Kate a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not uh, you're not Team Pippa anymore. I'm not Team Pippa. Well, P- Pippa, of course, with okay. the, the famous royal turd cutter. But the <laughs> I would say, uh, oh Megan is uh, th- those are the, those are the ones they pair off against each other all the time. Kate and Megan. I guess yeah. I guess Pippa's not a princess. No, no she's not. not. Pippa. Nope. Uh, Amelia Clark is opening up about the pressure she was under to shed layers during her eight seasons on HBO's blockbuster Game of Thrones. She was naked a lot in the early seasons, correct? Yeah, especially that first season. While the show was on, Clark defended the show's graphic sex scenes and said that men and women should appear equally nude on screen. But it seems that she's had second thoughts. Speaking to uh, Dax Shepard on his podcast, she said... That she felt pressured to appear nude on the show, which led to other projects in which nudity was required. Uh, She said, I'm a lot more savvy now with uh, what I'm comfortable with and what I'm okay doing. I've had fights on set before where I'm like, no, the sheet stays up. And they're like, you don't want to disappoint your Game of Thrones fans. And I'm like, F you, she said. Yes, well, I do. Did she yeah. end up banging uh, Jason Momoa a lot in the series? Or was did they, they were married. In that first season. Okay, they were. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Clark added that she agreed to the nudity because she said I'd come fresh from drama school and I approached it as a job. If it's in the script, then it's clearly needed. This is what this is, and I'm going to make sense of it. Everything's going to be cool, she said. But as time wore on, she realized that she didn't really think it through. She said, I'm floating through this first season, and I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what any of this is. Uh, I've never been on a film set like this before. I've been on a film set twice before then. And I'm now on this film set completely naked with all these people, and I don't know what I'm meant to do, and I don't know what's expected of me, and I don't know what you want, and I don't know what I want. I don't know what she's talking about. I'll tell you this, though. Listening to what she's saying here is giving me the chills, and I'm sure you remember, Preston. It was kind of the same way for us here when we started MMR. 
He'd be sitting with Bill during a meeting, and he'd yeah. say, wouldn't that look better if it was off the shoulder a little bit more? Yep, yep. It started with that. Yep. And then before mm. he knew it, he was giving us some champagne, right. and our shirts were off. Yeah. On, uh, on Twitter last night. And, and he would say, pose like strong men. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's got his thing. Uh, Dax came to her defense. I guess there were some um, some gossip sites out there that sort of went with the nudity angle on all of this and, and made it look like... Uh, um, Amelia was being defensive about getting naked in some of these scenes, and uh, Dax was like, "That's not exactly what she was saying. That she was right. just she was comfortable with it." So it was nice to him uh, hear him come to her defense. Uh, Clark- also, after a while, most actresses when they get you know or eh, established, yeah, the, yeah. The, and right now it's quite common that they, they don't do it at all, and from the get go, it's a body double. There was a there was a fair amount of full you know nudity from all sexes and a whole lot of people yeah. on that show. And I you know so this um, you know this cry for well we need more male nudity it needs to be even like I don't know about that I, because I find full frontal male nudity to be way more distracting than anything else. And now that might just be because I'm a you know straight dude and you know looking at who just happens to love Don who just happens to love looking at Don. Um, <laughs> So it bothers you when you see it? It doesn't. No, I, I didn't say it bothers me. I just say it's more distracting. Um, it it uh, what it sucks up the scene, if you that's, will. That's because there hasn't been enough of it. Interesting Maybe. use yeah. of uh, <laughs> sucks it up. Well, we're Dan watching. Dong just sucks up a scene. We're right. definitely watching Watchmen, uh, all of us. And uh, there's been a lot of that in the first few episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, mm mm mm, no, <laughs> <Mm-mm>, good. <laughs> You can't. I mean, yeah, you know, Doctor Manhattan, and then obviously yeah. in the last episode, and the uh, yeah, and the baby converter. <laughs> Casey's very heterosexual, so we're all good. <laughs> but, <on> yes, <laughs> totally into chicks. Yep, that's, love uh, the love beef. Love that beef. Hate the dong. <laughs> There's only one dong I love, and that's mine. <laughs> With my mouth. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Somebody had posed a, a question about that on go. social media. There we go. Whether or not, like, so if you're performing that on yourself, what does it send? Okay. What does it say to your children? No, I don't even know if I can. Okay, well then the we'll question. hold it. Maybe think about it later. We'll uh, bring it up at today's meeting with Bill and see how he would work. <laughs> okay. There is. I the think rock. you should say, "What if you're hunched over in a standing position?" <laughs> no, but and like, you're in your own mouth. You brought up the Ron Jeremy quandary before about. If it was that good. Right. The cheeseburgers are better. Cheeseburgers are better. <laughs> right. No, but the question is, what are you feeling? Uh, remorse. <laughs> Besides, a lot of guilt. That, your life, lot that of guilt. your life has come to that? <laughs> no, I'm talking about not afterwards, but in the moment. Is Are you... Um, My back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flat. <laughs> All right. So no, I don't think anybody can actually do that. Yeah, yeah like, I, there's, fo- there's footage of there's it. Footage there, of there's yeah. lots of footage. I don't believe it. Don't you ever watch Sprout? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> All right, do me a favor, everybody. Suck on your finger right now. What are you feeling? Are you feel? Is your finger feeling the tongue, or is your tongue feeling the finger? Right. He's asking: Is it is it more pleasurable for the mouth, or is it more pleasurable for a downtown? I don't know. I don't know I, either. I, I, what are you talking? No you I'm doing the entertainment your... report here. But he's he's got some things he'd like to get off his chest, okay. and, and we're just in, indulging. Yeah, you brought no it up, sense. Preston. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's break off into groups. We're going to break off into groups. We'll come back. Uh, I don't give me about an hour. We, we need an hour to discuss this. Um. <laughs> and I'm not going to shut up to the top texture there. I'm going to oh, keep okay. on talking. Okay. No. Kate Hudson has nothing but praise for <laughs> boyfriend Danny Fujikawa. 
The right. 40-year-old How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days star graced the cover of Women's Health, and inside she gushed about finally feeling like... Uh, he she he found she found the perfect partner. This is tremendous news, isn't it? Though this to me Aren't is you so happy that she's besides happy? filleting yourself. This to me <laughs> is exactly what I needed to hear on a Wednesday morning. That <laughs> yeah. uh, Kate Hudson loves uh, Danny Fukujiu. In my defense, I did not bring that up. No, Kathy, I did, I, I did not introduce that aspect <laughs> no, of the conversation. No. You, fle- you fleshed about? it out. Yeah, <laughs> you fleshed yeah, it out, well. and you decided to do a TED talk on it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Clearly, something you sit around and, and really pondered. No, it's not. If you listen no, to the conversation, you're, you're egging them on. Just if you don't. listen to the conversation, it was brought up on via social media. Sure, like, that's a damn good question. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So henceforth, you have pondered it. Uh, she admitted that she needed to do, uh, to work on herself. And Just like we were talking take about. Time to chill out. Does she feel it more in her mouth? Well, they can't. That's impossible. Okay, yeah. Before she could dive into... There are contortionists. No yes. way! Before she could dive into a serious relationship with the 33-year-old Fujikawa in 2016. All right, just one second. I have actually seen... No uh, way, really? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the pair you had, had known each other for 15 years before that. Uh, I'm not even going to finish this story. <laughs> yeah. She's got a boyfriend. Yes. We know she loves musicians. That's her big thing. Is that what right. he is? Yeah. How about this? Let's uh, let's go to uh, Pete Davidson and uh, Kaya Gerber. Uh, they were spotted making out at a concert at Webster Hall in New York City. Is that the first time they've been seen publicly kissing? Uh, maybe kissing. Uh, that's what's making the story. I think that's yeah. what makes this the story. And I wonder how uh, thrilled Cindy Crawford is. I want a bit of these things. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, with with uh, Pete Davidson, who seems yeah. to be a little bit troubled at present. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's admitted that he's yep. has some uh, mental health issues, but he's uh, he's certainly getting help from. Were hot you like women. me? Were you always attracted to the bad boy, Preston? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Did you have Fonzie posters it all over your room? It seemed like a good idea. Yeah, it seemed yeah, yeah. exciting, and then dangerous. The, after a few weeks, the reality hit, and I realized I made a mistake. <laughs> Uh, Pete was a gentleman, though. A concert goer told Page Six exclusively they were very touchy and seemed very happy. Pete was a gentleman and was holding uh, Kaya's black coat. Wow. What? That's awesome. <laughs> amazing. I'll hold wow. that for you. Yeah. Uh, one of Gerber's friends, Charlotte Lawrence, was performing. Uh, the pair have been linked since uh, October, by she, the way. She's 18, right? Yeah, she's oh, 18. is she? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old is he again? Uh, not, I'm 26. Not... I think oh, he's sex. 26, right? 26. <laughs> Pete Davidson. It's the Cowper Entertainment Report. I didn't oh, realize he was that young. God. 26. The Cowper Entertainment Report. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's a follow-up story about James Vanderbeek. Remember, he shared on uh, Dancing with the Stars that his wife Kimberly suffered a miscarriage. Terrible. She took to Instagram to share her story and thank fans for their support. But she said that uh, she said we lost her baby boy, and that she almost lost her life. Oh, I didn't hear that. But it doesn't. She doesn't really expand on that. It says, "Thank you, everyone, for all the love." I don't even know how I'm going to begin to respond to it all. So I think I'll just have to do it here. So, I don't know what she means by that. I don't know if there was a medical issue or mental issue. I do not know. But apparently she said it was uh, pretty rough and she she almost lost her life. Wow. Chris Evans told E.T. at the press day for his new film, Knives Out. You're Captain America. Knives Out. Knives Out. Uh, that having kids is on his mind. You want to have kids? (laughs) 
The 38-year-old said of his dog, Dodger. You give yourself oral. <laughs> his dog, Dodger, said, uh, Dogs are just so good and so pure. A weird little door unlocks inside of you this new level of empathy. In a weird way, that type of empathy uh, permeates so many aspects of your life. You know, I think it actually unlocks a little bit, as I imagine having children will, and I really want kids, too. Oh, were you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> were, you, were you talking to me this whole time? I think he was. <laughs> uh, but Knives Out arrives in theaters on uh, Friday, or no, on the 27th, it says, so... Huh? It's opening. Yeah. It says here on November November twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's for Thanksgiving. Oh weekend. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 This right. is a big uh, Hollywood push, right? Because uh, people are off. Rosie O'Donnell is speaking out amid reports that she and fiance Elizabeth Rooney have split. Have they? Uh, yep. O'Donnell told Extra that she's hoping for the best and admitted that it is hard to always deal uh, with media scrutiny. And uh, she said, "I'm good." Uh, we are still figuring things out. It's hard in the public light. She's been unlucky in love, hasn't she? She has. It's hard for a person who is a normal person in a normal job. I'm kind of used to it. We're all trying to figure it out, and I am hopeful. I'm a hopeful person, and I'm hoping for the best. She says. Uh, she has been married twice previously, so. and she has how many kids? You know what? I don't know that. She's got a whole bunch. And no. she has the one that they really have the the. Trouble with she's estranged from. Yeah. One, one of them went to uh, Valley Forge Military Academy. That's okay. right. Yeah, but, and um, not to be a downer, but I, I can't imagine what it's like when one of your exes commits suicide. And oh that's my what, god, that's what happened for her. Yep, and uh, it's just got to mess with every aspect of your life. Hey, one more story, Steve. I'm curious as to what you think about this. Netflix has tapped Chinatown writer Robert Town and director David Fincher to write a prequel pilot script. For the 1974 film, according to the Hollywood Reporter, so Chinatown is a masterpiece. It's one of the things that keeps me, um, you know, it's conflicting because I, uh, you know, Roman Polanski is a genius director. I, you know, there's, it's like you talk about separating the the artist from the art. So it's brilliant. Uh, they did make a uh, a sequel to it, Preston, called Two Jakes. Did Do you, you remember like that? that? I did not. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I, Chinatown is a masterpiece, yeah. and I liked it because Jack's in it. Two Jakes, I mean, right? Yeah, but it's not. It's not a great movie. No, it's not. And I think I think it was actually Nicholson himself who directed it, did didn't he? he? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, um, yeah, you know what? In this these days, Preston, there's so many people who have been raised on these movies that are so reverential of the material. Maybe it will be good. I don't know. So a prequel is what they're going for. Yeah. They'll tell the story of Jack. Uh, is it Giddies? Jack Giddies. Uh, and as he tackles issues involving the elite in L.A., corruption and infrastructure. I love that whole time frame and the whole L.A. deal. Like, L.A. Confidential captures that love period. That movie. Yeah, they uh, that did. That L.A. noir stuff is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, John Bernthal did a great... Um, uh, it was a limited series. Uh, I think it was called L.A. Noir or Noir or something like that. But it's huh. it was a, a like that sort of... Hard boiled. Uh, is he a detective in it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was on A and E. It was, okay. and it was done by um, the director of uh, Shawshank, um, Dar- Darabont. Darabont. Frank yeah, Darabont. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no word yet on if the series will be greenlit, but they're looking at it. So uh, we'll keep you uh, up on that. And Fincher's doing Mindhunter now, and he's just uh, that show is is brilliant. You guys turned me on to it. It's incredible. Love that show. All right, uh, we're ready for clips. <laughs> An elite group of Navy SEALs set out on life-threatening missions in the drama series SEAL Team. 
In this clip, David Boreanaz talks about his connection with the show's script. Here we go. I can read the script, and I feel the character, and I say, yeah, these these lines are, like, they're ingrained in me, and when I put the work behind it, it becomes even more ingrained, and then that's where the fun begins. Yeah! Uh, SEAL Team airs tonight, 10 p.m., and that's on CBS. It is a good show. for a, a Yeah, so it's not like um, Jack Ryan gritty but it that for for a network show that's pretty good he's and he's really good at it all right here's the next clip a married documentary filmmaker and public relations specialist share their lives and offer wit and wisdom about relationships in the resurrected sitcom mad about you in here paul riser talks about what it was like to return after 20 years the tricky thing was getting it to look familiar enough but also new enough that you enjoyed it uh, well, the weirdest thing we were both saying, it felt weird that it didn't feel more weird. It felt like, well, this is what we do. We ha- I mean, we've been 20 years, and it felt like a weekend had passed. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't <laughs> think I want to see it. <laughs> Where does it air? Uh, today on Spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah. yeah. What is Spectrum? <laughs> uh, if you have a Tesla coil at home, you can pick it up. Okay, okay. I got you. But I do like Paul Reiser. And uh, I'm happy he's uh, he's still having some uh, some fun. Working. Are there going to be Demogorgons in this? Son? <laughs> Are they I don't know. Incorporated those from Stranger uh, Things. I do not know. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the entertainment report for you this morning. Uh, Casey's got these movie screening passes out, so I guess I'm going to give some away. It's tonight. It is Knives Out. We were just talking about Chris Evans in that. It's a star-studded cast. Tons of people are in this movie. Classic whodunit. And I have five passes left. Let's give them away. It's at, uh, you need to be there by 7 o'clock. 215-263-WMMR. It's at the Ritz East at 730. Be there by 7. Make sure you get there early. It hits <laughs> theaters on November 27th. 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. Uh, we're going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. That's coming up in a little bit. We'll take a break, come back in just a few. Make sure that you stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. The business challenge is such a big part of Camp Out. And props to Subaru of America for leading the way in challenging other companies to get involved and make a difference. Heritage Business Systems, now a Xerox-owned company, is encouraging any size business, large or small, to donate. One business will be selected at random to receive a 36-month lease on a Xerox full-color copy print and scan system. The Preston and Steve live broadcast from your place of business is still up for grabs for the largest donation. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for a list of especially needed food items and all business challenge details. Hey, I got a uh, an email I want to uh, read, and I think this uh, requires a shout-out, even though they didn't request one. That's from Joe Pollock. He says, hey, my name is Joe. I'm a longtime listener. Started way back in the Y100 days. Uh, the reason I'm emailing is because back on August 9th of this year, my 8-year-old son, J.J., was diagnosed with kidney cancer mm. and was wondering if you could give him a few words of encouragement Wednesday the 20th uh, in the morning because he will be in the truck going to chop for chemo and scan. So that's right now. Yeah. They're on their way. He says, I really appreciate you trying to do this because I know you guys are very busy. Thank you so much. Rock on. And that is from Joe. So we are more than happy to do that for J.J. It's going to be cool. J.J., be the big man. You'll be, uh, they're going to love you over there, Chop. They're, it's they're wonderful over there. Great people. The best in the country. Absolutely. And uh, we, we, you, you have all of our collective love and support. So uh, it's going to be great. Does he get a shirt? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it'll make him smile. So there yeah, you go. You know what? Let's give him a full rock in one case. Right, okay. We, we can do a biggie. So uh, let's do 
do this yeah. one for JJ. I bet JJ's smiling right now. <laughs> All right. Good luck to you, man. All right. So this will put a smile on your face. Residents of Philadelphia and the Delaware Valley in general, because it uh, focuses in on our area. National Geographic had their best trips list. 25 must-see destinations and travel experiences for 2020. Yeah. And of this list of all these places around the world, only two of them were in the United States. One of them is Philadelphia. No! Wow! That's Whoa! crazy. Yeah, only two. In the, and you know what the other one is in the U.S.? What? The Grand Frickin' Canyon. Wow. I kid you not. I, I love it. I was just having this conversation about uh, people, like more and more relatives, uh, wanting to come, come visit. Come to Philadelphia. Come to this area. Come see things. Uh, you know, different events. Uh, hell, we had a whole bunch of people come from out of town to go to the Burger Brawl, for Christ's sake. So all of these different things are happening. I, I feel this vibe. I think this is legit. I think we are the next best place after the Grand Canyon. The <laughs> uh, the list champions National Geographic's uh, graphics sustainable tourism goals, which include supporting cultural engagement, community benefit, geographic and thematic diversity. They had that going on in the Grand Canyon? Affordability and value. And the list, here's the deal. The list is organized into four general categories, and you'll see why why the the Grand Canyon is in one of these. You have culture, city, nature, and adventure. And they're broken up into those categories. So the Grand Canyon is obviously culture. Yeah, it's culture. No, uh, we are in the city category. So, but there are times, and you know you've done this, if you've hiked the Grand Canyon, you'll just come across a random art exhibit down there. Right. Yeah. What culture? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, no, that that does make sense. That is very cool because we're usually the fattest, the dumbest, the... Right, right. Mm. Worst drivers. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> most pissed the off, the meanest. Yep. Most social diseases. Uh, but uh, here, here, is, uh, the, here are the other cities that we share uh, this title. I don't want to share it. Uh, well, I'm sorry. You're going to have to. Uh, so in the city category, it's Philadelphia, uh, Fort Kochi, Kerala, India. Yeah. That's, they call that little Philadelphia. And listen, you're, you're most of these places you've never heard of. All right. Uh, Mostar, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yes. Uh, you have uh, Parma, Italy, and Puebla, Mexico. Is Parma, Italy where Parmesan cheese comes yeah, from? of course it would be. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I've no I think it actually is. Marissa okay. just gave the thumbs it, it, up. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, apparently that's where it's or, from. That's where Arnold Parma is from. <laughs> yeah, over the summer, my friend went there before I joined her, and she literally was on a farm with, like, a warehouse 10 stories tall of just wheels of Parmesan cheese. Wow. And awesome. she said it was probably one of the best foods she had in Italy. We have cheese here, too, and cheesemongers as well. Yes, we and do. And that's obviously what kept us competitive. Right. In the city category, okay. Uh, do you find do you find that Preston, uh, relatives and stuff, when people come in, you say you take them around. We we're talking about taking people around the city and, and getting a pleasant response from people who want to, you know, provide you with information or you know, yeah. It, it, there's a general good vibe. Yeah, and usually people are surprised about what all is here, right? And what you can do. You yeah. Know? So it's it's always the case. But uh, I mean, we always, like I said, we're I've said it before, we're Fredo. We get skipped over. Absolutely. We're smart. All the time. Yeah, come on. Uh, they got the Colorado. We got the Delaware River. Uh, so let me let me roll through some of these other categories just to give you the idea of the, of the kind of company that we're in. This is National Geographic, man. This is... No fly-by-night yeah. Pay- no, yeah. This is about as big as it gets. So, this is in Jugs Magazine. Uh, in culture, if you're looking for culture, 
uh, and I will do my best for pronunciations on some of these. Uh, Asturias, Spain. Uh, Guizhou Province in China. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, Gobekli Tepe in oh. Turkey. Yeah, actually, there's um, there was like this underground like civilization that had been like buried for like ten thousand years. Ancient they, aliens did it, a yeah. thing on it. Yeah, uh, and my brother was telling me about it, and so they're yeah. Um, they can't figure they, out how they built it, right? Yeah, I mean they they so they excavated this thing, and so they had thought that you know civilization went back to you know a certain time or whatever, and then this Gebek, uh, Gebekli Tempe. Uh, had like expanded that by like another ten thousand years or something. Like so, that. case is, cool. isn't yeah. the thing that they were trying to figure out if they how they because they they were excavating and building at the same time, yeah. but these structures are so amazing. It's it's actually on my wife's bucket list of places yeah. to visit. And they so. basically, um, I think that what they're saying is is that they buried it. Yeah, the, yeah. this entire civilization it didn't get you know weathered over time. Like no, they they buried it on purpose. Buried well, there, it there on are purpose. plans yeah. to fill in the Grand Canyon too. <laughs> <laughs> and then also you have that uh, you know I was talking about that place called like, it's like the Eye of uh, of Africa or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The same exact same sort of deal. Thing. Yeah, sorry. interesting. Uh, Maya Guatemala is on the list as well. This is under culture. Uh, Mendoza province in Argentina and Abu Simbel in Egypt. How, how is your desire to to do a lot of world traveling? Uh, it's minor. Okay, I, I don't I don't have a great desire to travel the world because traveling is such a pain in the ass. Your travel is for for rest and relaxation and yeah. recreation. Yeah. You, you you don't need to go see the uh, the large cheese wheels of Parma, Italy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to see some things like. That London trip was fantastic, right? And I that's did, more your speed. I did enjoy the culture; right. and it was great. But no, I don't need to go to uh, remote areas to see the wonders that were of of pre, you know of primal civilizations and things like the that. The dung farms of Qatar. I, I find it fascinating, but I can get enough out of seeing films and things, documentaries about them. I know. I I, I sort of I, I love to see things. I love to see. I vacillate back and forth. Like, sometimes I think, I could probably see this much bigger on a large screen TV. Now, something like Victoria Falls or yes, something like you gotta that. you got to go see that. I'd like to see that in person. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, on this list, Preston, you had a, a place in Bosnia-Herzegovina, which I'm not familiar with, called Mostar. But I, I know that uh, bo- our boss, Bill Weston, went to Croatia this summer. That was yep. his summer vacation. And, like, that's definitely on the top of my list. That Croatia is supposed to be fantastic. And places like that that are still a little undiscovered, I would love to get to. My wife went and loved it. Yeah. As long as they have a bar there. Yes. Yeah. I'm good. They do, yeah. Several bars. Well, you talk about going to remote places. Um, I know a girl who, she went to Egypt. I'm not exactly sure, ex- uh, you know, where exactly she went, but um, they had to take, like, this, um, like, four-wheeler three hours to where they were staying. Three hours. Yeah, it was, like, a pretty long ride. They got there. It was a beautiful place, tons of money. But, I mean, you're out in the desert in the middle of nowhere right. and she was like I can't do it take me back and right. they, wow. they turned around they had to take, take so you go to back. some of these places and I went to the Grand Canyon in Zion and Bryce this past summer and um, Zion is beautiful right but it is so crowded. It is, you know, and, and it kind of so, kills it. Yeah, doesn't so it? we did Angels Landing, and uh, you know, we got there early, right? So because you know, midday Angels Landing is just you know overrun with people. And Nick was just telling me that they're thinking about permitting that uh, that hike. Yeah, overcrowding um, in any of the national parks out west mm-hmm. has become a serious problem. Yeah, and for, and for all these reasons. So yeah, we, think, go ahead. Yeah, we hiked the Narrows in um, Zion, and so it's basically you're just hiking in a uh, in a stream, right? And it, I mean, it was just people. 
you know, it was just a stream of people in, you know, and that's sort of, for me, takes away from all of that stuff. Whereas right. it works in a city like Philadelphia. It you works expect in, that. Yep. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. yeah. What is, let's permit these people. Well, and here's the thing about that, Casey. I mean, you can go and, and see the, the beautiful wonders, of these these uh, natural formations and stuff. Yeah. I've been to Zion and Bryce, and it's yeah. incredible. It is. But I also, I took a trip with my son. We did a, a dude ranch in uh, Wyoming, uh, and it's not as grandiose as that, but we were able to get into the wilderness by ourselves on a little four-wheeler that they gave to us, and they're like, just go wherever you want. That's and we amazing. were alone and enjoying nature and, yeah. and didn't have to. That's what you're looking for. And we also didn't have to go hours and hours and hours out in the middle of nowhere. You know there, what I mean? There were the less, less traveled areas. Sure. Like I always recommend for people, you know, and some people have taken my advice go to vancouver go to go to whistler in the summer go yeah. go go to go to those areas where you're kind of going against the crowd they're spectacular we went to vale in the summer yeah. it was awesome yeah. it was fantastic i would also recommend if anybody wants to go to the grand canyon to do the north rim uh for a couple of different reasons a it's less crowded yeah. b it's cooler. Uh, I mean, like temperature wise, it's, it's a thousand it, feet higher. Get some summer work higher, there. Yeah. Get a good rim job, and you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to the um, South Rim, right, I mean, Preston? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a part. Yeah, just <laughs> a part-time all, rim job. Oh Jesus! <laughs> all jokes aside, it's twenty degrees cooler in the North Rim than it is in the South Rim. Okay. Um, and it's then, harder to get a job in the winter, though, Steve, because it's like. <laughs> oh well, then you got to go down in the hole. There's just fewer jobs available. You got to get a hole job, right? You know what? Um, we or, or, or be a farmhand, get a hand job. <laughs> I almost forgot what the show was for a second. Yeah. <laughs> not a travel show. Yeah, it's not a travel show. We're not talking legit stuff. It's a job show. We're talking about right. uh, Sublasia. Sublasia, just a little while ago. <laughs> um, but I will say this, and we, we've all traveled around, and there's this, um, the, the, I don't even know, like, people. Monsters? <laughs> there are monsters. Lot? No, um. I keep hearing this that like uh, you know uh, people hate Americans you know in other countries and and that Americans are rude and uh, when I was in Zion I thought the international people there were so rude people that were from other countries like don't get out of your way you know like it, it was you're I you're here to say that everyone else sucks well I'm saying we all sucked okay. technically no here here's the deal those generalizations mm-hmm. don't ring true no, i think anywhere I... it's personal experiences that you've heard and it's the bad ones that stand out amongst everyone you're right and listen you can you can go to a, any place in the world and meet great people and meet a holes and it's whether or not you let that uh, affect your entire experience and and you generalize it everybody's like that guy you that, know what that's I mean? not true the one thing we can agree on is everyone from brussels is a dick <laughs> <laughs> Can we agree on that? Right. I mean, that's the one. St- second, no, you're right. You're right. You, you go out. Listen, as you as people would say from here. Oh, you're going to walk around. My wife just out of the blue commented to me. I, I told you guys how she was having pleasant, pleasant conversations online. So just it just. Hey, wow, this is really nice to just strike up conversations with yeah. people. And she just seemed to be enjoying the fact that you had commented on the same thing, Preston. It's it's it, People are basically pleasant. Yeah. You know, it's how you approach them and it's the vibe you put out. I and there's ge- jerks in, in, everywhere. Uh, everywhere, Especially yeah. Brussels. But I was generally blown away. <laughs> I told you about the Narrows hike and you actually have to, before you get to the stream to hike, you have to uh, kind of walk on a trail. And there were, in, in coming in the opposite direction, people like walking five across that left no space to for any, and, and it happened the entire walk out there, I'm like, do, 
do you guys not know that the, this is a two-way trail here? And um, and there were always people from other countries. Now, mm-hmm. listen, dude. I see people yeah. walking down the streets of Philadelphia yeah. that will walk down the center, and they're you know like three abreast. And you're two people together, and somebody's got to fall in yeah. line and and do a little single file for just a moment so everybody can get by. And some people just don't do it. It's but, but we're losing sight of the larger picture. Yeah. We're on Grand Canyon level here yes, in Philadelphia. I That's know. the bigger story about some crazy okay. people. You're right. Don't worry about you're that. Right. Go suck your own D. And oh my God! <laughs> I can't. No, he's too fat. He. he, he <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> no, you're, I don't I like to. I wish I could do that to myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, you want me to go back to the list? Let's go back well, to the Grand here's Canyon. What I was gonna maybe that'll jog your memory a I was little bit. Echo... Kathy, do the news again. We need oh, dear God. I was going to echo one thing that Casey said in that um, when traveling out west in this country in particular, uh, there are um, 61 national parks in the United States, right? And many of them are out west. If possible, get out there in the non-summertime. If you can do a vacation to a national park in particular and to do it uh, outside of the months of June, July, and August. Uh, like tourist just times. It's so crowded. Oh, so was found frozen to death. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from a guy who's broken his leg. So in a trail, both his ankles were broken. Yeah. <laughs> Take my advice with a grain of salt. But uh, he had a bag full of bagels and such. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Think, yeah. think outside the normal. Uh, first off, destinations, and think outside the normal time frame that people were, are going to be going. If you can do that, if your life affords you that opportunity. Yeah. If you can get to, say, Yellowstone in the wintertime, wow. Yeah. Wow, oh, wow. And, you know, the steam and all that stuff is much more prevalent. At the, it, Yeah, it's it's a good idea to go off. Like we were just talking about, I went to Vail in the summertime. It was fantastic. Well, stop yeah. and think about it. There are people now in the Grand Canyon are going, ooh, Philadelphia. Right? Yeah. Well, let me ask <laughs> it's you, It's on Chris. the list now. Your relatives came over from Sweden, and they spent a lot of time in, you know, the entire country. What were their thoughts on Philadelphia? Oh, they loved it here. Okay. They they absolutely, they had a blast. But remember, these their, their, big, their, their big tourist destination out this way was going to Lancaster. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to see the horse and buggies. Yeah. So, you know. And we know that from Europe. From Europe, they love to hit the, uh, the, the, the Amish. You yeah, know? yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, they loved it. Absolutely. All right. Let me go through a couple of the other categories here. Uh, if you're just tuning in. Uh, it's National Geographic on their best trips, 25 must-see destination travel experiences for 2020. Philadelphia was selected in the city category. In all of the categories, there were only two U.S. locations, Philadelphia and the Grand Canyon, which is in this category, nature. So they have that, uh, that they have the Grand Canyon, Arizona. Uh, that qualifies as sensational. I agree. That blows my mind. The other nature locations mm-hmm. are the Magdalen Islands in Quebec, Canada. Uh, Kalahari Desert in Botswana. Yeah. Uh, the Baia Luisa Forest in uh, Belarus, Poland. And they got a great Sonic Burger there. <laughs> uh, National Blue Trail in Hungary. The Canary Islands in Spain. I have a friend that just went there for her honeymoon and raved about it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And how about Maldives? Oh, my, oh my God. That's, yeah. that's the top of my bucket list, bucket list. Really? Be Maldives, yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard to get to. It takes a long time. Uh, we had a guest in here. At some point in the last year, I'm not going to remember who it was, who was there. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Gary Lauer. It was not Gary Lauer. <laughs> a friend of mine went, amazing. A friend of mine uh, went there three testicles. not that long ago. Uh, and, you know, they stayed in a hut in the water yeah. where there's basically nothing else to do except it rained. 
every day except for one. They no. said it oh, was it. Yeah. miserable. They said there was absolute. They were uh, literally stuck inside. They, you know, I was like, but was it still beautiful? And they were like, I guess. Yeah. Aren't there spots where you could use? Always see it in the in the nature documentaries or the travel logs uh, that there are sandbars that become uh, um, apparent at low tide where you can. You can walk out and basically walk out into the ocean. Be standing in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that down in Key West, do they not, Nick, where there is... Those are turtles. Oh, damn it. (laughs) I don't... I'm not very cultured. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're talking about shallows that you can get to and be just out there in the middle of of the ocean. There's there's not not very many beaches in the Keys. Uh, So if you're looking for a beach vacation, the Keys are not the place to go. There's some good snorkeling and diving and stuff. There's actually a lot of wrecks. Uh, But I went to Key West... Uh, last year or this year, uh, in uh, April maybe, and um, it was, uh, I don't need to ever go back. It, really? Yeah, it was so crowded. Uh-huh. Uh, the Keys are great, but Key West has, I think, four different spots for cruise ships now, and the, the, oh, when we were there, there wow. were four okay. cruise, shop, uh, cruise ships docked, Wow! and I was wow. just like, all right, uh, I've seen it, I've been to Key West many times, I don't need to go <laughs> Yeah, back. that can happen, especially when you get into like a beautiful, rustic, or, or a really tropical town, and this is awesome, and then... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let me go to uh, Mike, who went to uh, Maldives recently. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Hey, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. That's no, good, man. What's up? So tell us about your trip. How great was it? Uh, it was amazing. So last year, my wife and I got married in October, and we went to the Maldives for our honeymoon. Um, and we always thought of it as, like, uh, a big bucket list, and we wanted to do it before we had kids and, you know, weren't going to be able to travel anywhere. Um, and we looked into the cost, and it actually ended up being cheaper to go to the Maldives in October than it would have been to go to Hawaii. So we were like, all right, let's do it. Um, we just had to deal with the 18-hour flight that it took to get there. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, so we had to take a flight from JFK to Dubai, which was 12 hours, and then a four-hour flight from Dubai to Mali, the capital of the Maldives, which is another four, and then a half-hour seaplane trip to your wow. island, which is, like, really awesome because you're, like, pretty close to the ocean the whole time, and every hotel out there is on its own island, um, and... Like all of them are pretty ne- are pretty close to like uh, I guess you would say like an indigenous island. Yeah, um, and you can go and take trips and visit those islands and like and see everyone and like all the people who work there uh, at the hotels are usually like really pleasant. Um, the view's gorgeous because it's just you're on an island in the middle of nowhere. So the uh, the amenities and everything. I mean, you, you know, uh, obviously you're there to soak up the environment, but are there some of the creature comforts that you would want, like plumbing? <laughs> There's plenty of that. All right. Um, we our uh, our room, I guess, that we were on was like one of those overwater bungalows. Um, and you have like you know the hot tub. You can just like walk out into the bathroom because the bathroom's like partially outside. Um, you can walk out into the deck and just walk down right into the water. The water's like about knee high, but um, there was a lot of like uh, stingrays that would go by. You could see fish. Um, you know, it's nothing like the Jersey Shore. You can actually see animals. <laughs> right, right. That's by. awesome. It's clear yeah. water. It was it was amazing. It was definitely worth every penny. Um, if, wow. And okay. If you ever want to try and get out there, you should definitely do it. Well, it's only 18 awesome. hours away. All right. Thanks, yeah, Mike. Yeah, only 18 hours away. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, wow. We're looking at an underwater hotel. Uh, that's Maldives, I guess. No, that's a Ramada that flooded. Oh, it is. <laughs> that's in the Delaware River. That's pretty amazing. All right. So on the adventure list, if you're looking for adventure, this is uh, from National Geographic, and Philadelphia is on the list if you missed uh, the earlier part of the conversation. But uh, here are the lists for you. Or the, the, I'm sorry, the locations. Tasmania, Australia. Mm. So this is for adventure. The Glasglachner High Alpine Road in Austria. <laughs> the road? Just a road? Glasglachner. High Alpine Road. Yeah, that's what it says. 
uh, Wales Way in uh, the United Kingdom, uh, Tohoku, Japan, mm-hmm. the Kamchatka Peninsula in Russia, and the Zakauma National Park in Chad. Okay. 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 What's Chad? He's a, well, he's a, a pledge. Yeah, he's a legacy. <laughs> he's a legacy. Yeah, yeah. you, you remember, have yeah. to let him in. <laughs> you remember all the fight? There was a lot of fighting in Chad years ago. Are there That's beautiful right. pictures? Are there beautiful pictures that uh, accompany the list? Not like, the article it? I no. have. No, okay. but there's, I was just there's wondering a, what they used for Philadelphia. Yeah, photo wise. Yeah, it's a good question. Not really sure. I think it's that guy standing over the uh, subway grid. Yeah, the, the big guy. Oh, airing out his shorts. Yeah. Shirt boy. Is he still there? I don't know. Marissa said yes. Yeah, he's still he there. Is. What, what about him, Marissa? Oh, I saw him recently. I was in an Uber and I was driving home and I asked the guy to go around the corner and he was gone. Oh, he's there. He's showing these ma- majestic guy. vistas and this guy's there with so his funny. shorts blowing up. Talk should, about, we should go get a show picture with him. Yeah. Standing on that. Hey, grade. can you come out? To the camp out? Preston, did you ever make that T-shirt? No, I have the design saved. I made a shirt. I, I like took. I found a picture of him, and yeah. then I did almost like Andy Warhol, all different colors in, in a grid <laughs> of it. him. I need to. I need to make that shirt. So that guy found his calling. Then <laughs> yeah. yes, he you did. Uh, yes, he did. So I was going to say two things. Uh, Chad is in Central Africa, and then uh, the Kamchatka Peninsula. I remember from Risk. That was one of the the <laughs> wow. categories you could get in the game. In the game Risk. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. This is pretty damn cool. This is a little shot in the arm. This is something we could use right about now. Just celebrate it. Philadelphia selected in the city category of National Geographic's best trips of 25 must-see destinations and travel experiences for 2020. There's only two spots in the entire United States that made it on the list, us and the Grand Canyon. Yeah, That's impressive. So yeah. thank you. We got that Philadelphia feeling. National Geographic. <laughs> This, I heard this song came on yesterday, and I was literally singing, Philadelphia feeling. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. All right. We are going to take a break. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day in a little bit, and we will also get to the Bizarre File. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, gang, starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance and fueled in part by Energy Transfer. Now, join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent with free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp Out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Mid-Atlantic Packaging, Xfinity from Comcast, Mayfair Fence, Town Square Rentals, Pods Moving and Storage, Ryan Party Rentals, and National Event Services. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Hey, uh, our friends from JT Brewski's Pub are here in the studio. They brought by some food because Nick is going to be joining two of our calendar girls in the MM Army tomorrow night for the uh, Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. That's where it's going to be, 7 to 9 p.m. at JT Brewski's Pub. They're in Primos, located at uh, 510 South Oak Avenue. And you could win a pair of Eagles Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. So make sure you join. And Casey 
They brought in alligator tail this morning. Alligator tail. Haven't you always wanted to try alligator? Was Mm, that you? No, I just want to see a live alligator in the wild. Oh, well, join the pieces together. Yeah, and build one. (laughs) I thought you wanted to taste alligator. Have you ever had it? Never. I hear it tastes like chicken. Or something it's, like that, maybe. Kind of. I mean, it's a little, little different consistency, but well, they take a crack at it. Yeah, but these are alligators that were actually uh, caught, captured uh, in the Darby Creek. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Delco the, alligators. In the wild, yeah. Because yeah. it's a Delco operation. You had uh, a great time you were there last time, Casey. I did. I yeah. did. They brought uh, filet mignon poppers and trailer trash. Wow. Egg rolls and uh, tempura rice crispy breaded shrimp with wasabi soy sauce dipping sauce and so on. So Very cool. Yeah. So uh, Nick will be there tomorrow night. So make sure that you uh, go and join him. We're going to go live on Fox in about a minute or so. So that gives us a moment to mention the fact that we have the Great American Smokeout tomorrow. Yeah. Live on the air. Dr. Rosenpenis will be here. <laughs> And he is going to be hypnotizing people, and hopefully they'll be putting away the cigarettes. I I would assume that uh, vaping too, right? If you're if you want to kick that habit, I don't know. Yeah, whatever you oh, want, whatever yeah. whatever you want to end in that yeah. realm, you can do that. And we've said before, we've seen people walk out here and never smoke again. So I only have six slots left. Let's give those away, but do not call if you can't be here tomorrow morning. Okay, you're going to have to be here before se- around seven a.m. I guess two one five two six three WMMR. And you can get more information about uh, the good doctor at quititnow.com. He's got all the information there. He's and awesome. It's, and it's not just smoking cessation. It's other things that you need positive suggestion for. Help, help me with the meditation thing that I do. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, so give us a call right now, and we will take six callers, and you will be invited in for that uh, tomorrow morning. So as soon as we hear some music, we'll be going Live on Fox, good day, and we'll see what uh, Mike and Alex have for us this morning. And uh, then, obviously, we're going to get into the B-File. And here we go, friends. We love talking to President Steve because they're very honest. Now, there are four men in the studio right now, along with Kathy. Of the four, when you go out to a public event, which one of you wears makeup? Oh. (laughs) Well, Casey, of course. Casey Casey does well. No, we don't you, no, Casey. Casey does toenail polish, but that's not makeup. No, technically, uh, no. I will use a little bit of the blood from my gums as rouge. Yeah. Uh, but no, <laughs> no, them. no, no one wears makeup. No. I think I've right? worn makeup like twice in my entire life. Yeah. How many I times have... do you wear makeup? <laughs> Every day. Right? Every day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Uh, I admit uh... <laughs> that you admit. But but how um, about how about uh, outside of the studio? Does that ever yeah, happen? I will do this. I've had so many pictures taken at public events where okay. I look so pasty white, <laughs> like my face looks like a fish belly, <laughs> that I will put maybe some blush on to oh. go out. Okay. Well, listen, you, that's part of the deal. You want to look, you want to look good yeah. in the pictures. You're you're a public person, and people see you on TV. Yeah. As radio people, we can be trolls, and it doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did when I when I played in a band. We did some fo- we did a photo shoot one time. Uh, and they put not only the makeup, they put eyeliner on me. <laughs> they may as well have been shoving bamboo shoots under my nails. It was, yeah. it hurt, man. Really? You didn't look good. Huh? I was such a wuss. Yes. Did it, were you happy with the look? I didn't care about the look. I couldn't see anything. My eyes wow. were watering. It hurt. You know, you know what? Well, don't, don't you feel like you're caked in that stuff, though, also? After just like an hour, every, anytime we've done television and people are wise not to put us on TV, it, it, it feels like you're just enclosed and cased in it. It's horrible. Oh, my God. You know, Kathy, Kathy Kathy (laughs) takes it on. (laughs) It's like every day for most women, and they feel like they're enclosed. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the fact that you think eyeliner hurts, I find it funny. It hurts. Listen, they think ma- Alex, they think manicures hurt, too. Do you know what hurts? That I soft agree. brush that you put the stuff on your face with. I don't even know the process. <laughs> what do you call all that stuff? What, like, your like war a, like paint. A, when you put your war paint on. Are you, are you talking about just a brush? The brush. Have... It hurts. <laughs> he thinks yeah, the brush hurts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, Steve, when you do television, do they do your whole head? You know, they do sometimes. They'll actually, they, what they'll do is they'll use turtle wax on it. No, like a little powder just to get the shine away on his right. head. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Get, that, that's actually pretty nice. But yeah. uh, for the most part, I just, I don't look I, I look, I look more like a serial killer when they put makeup on me. Why do you ask, by the way, as is there a trend that's happening? Or? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's it's close to like that. Thirty five percent of men now admit that they wear makeup. Out, no way. Out, I, I, out. That's yeah, a high I, I, I've, men. I've seen guys out. You'll see them out at places and, and, and at various functions, and you can tell they're wearing a little something. Yeah, it's mostly concealer. Like yeah, you have blemishes or something. Or something like bags under your eyes or something. Yeah, yeah. Put a little concealer under there. When I worked at the network for ten years, they put eyeliner or uh, mascara. Mascara on my lashes. On your every lashes. Day. Wow. Really? I agree, Preston. Yeah. It, it, it's horrifying. You're not it's supposed, to, you're not supposed to put hurt. pointy things in that area. <laughs> yes, there's a pointy thing near your eyeball. <laughs> it's every day. It's would, would you ever go the Michael Jackson route and uh, and have them tattooed on permanently and the whole the liner and all that stuff? I would. I might do a permanent uh, mascara thing. How about a, a Cindy Crawford mole like the uh, <laughs> yeah. beauty mark? Yeah, beauty mark. Yeah, be nice. Uh, okay, guys. All right, All right. All right. thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. You know, my uh, my grandmother and, and I. I don't know what era this was the style, but and we've talked about this before. Oh. Completely shaving the eyebrows and just drawing them on there. Oh. You know, that was that always looked really oh, weird. I never to me. got that, and yeah. that, it's it's really now like out of a horror movie. Though, you know, like Pamela Anderson, you know, sex symbol for many, many years, she had her eyebrows shaved off and then tattooed yeah, on. Yeah. There was a uh, hot minute, probably when I was about uh, 12 years old, where I was obsessed with black eyes, and I would uh, go you, to my sister's... But you like Caucasian guys, too. <laughs> I, no, no, yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> black uh, eyes. Uh, you know, like I got punched in the eye. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and so you wanted to have a black eye? So I would go to my sister's makeup, and I would give myself like a giant like purple and You're blue a unique and black. Individual. I, dude, I'm a, weird, I'm a weirdo. Unique. Well, I used to pretend that I had, I would take toilet paper and wrap it around my arm and make it look like I had a cast, cast? on. Sure. Absolutely. I used to cross case, my legs in front of the mirror and uh, dance oh to uh, Yeah, in case you remember, you'd wear your mom's panties and oh, run around all the house all the time. Yeah, oh, my God. We all did we that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so I dress as a schoolgirl and try to get into a daycare center. <laughs> Preston. All those things you do when you're a kid. One time, I actually, when I was in the doctor's office, yeah. I stole, like, the stuff that they give make casts with. I yeah. stole a package of that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put Plaster. one on. Yes. Yeah. Not much. Well... Uh, no, the fiberglass one. You know oh, what I'm talking really? about? Yeah, <laughs> yes. okay. I stole a roll of that stuff, and I put it on like an idiot. And you know how they put the... You got to like, put gauze on first. Well, I put a sock on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you went to medical school. Dude. <laughs> Did it hold? Yes. It held? Steve. On a sock? It, Steve, and then I had a hard cast on my arm, 
and like no way to take it off. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. What well, am you're I gonna down do? a hand yes. at that point. I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna get in so much trouble but for you, doing this. I don't think you're the anomaly because I know so many people. You know, I would be a little envious of the kid in school who had the you know the a limited cast. Everybody uh-huh. got to sign they got it. to sign it. You get yeah. the girls to sign it too, and all that stuff. You had you. You must have been super popular because you had two broken wrists oh, yeah. covered in your own poop. Oh, I was so popular. <laughs> From wiping my butt, a little, little smudge of poop would get on there every now and then. But oh, wait a minute. Yeah. How did you get this cast sock hybrid off you of your You know what? Arm? I don't remember. Okay. I don't, I, I, what I do remember is being like... Scared. I was like, oh, no. Now they're going to know that, A, I stole this. And so I had to, whatever I did, I had to do, like, totally on the sly. I probably, um, because they have a special saw. Yeah, it vibrates. That, yeah, that, it, you know, it's not a, it looks like a circular saw, but it, uh, and. No, you can't, cracks. you can't use, like, a table saw no. to, get your, uh, to get your cast off of. I wish I could remember what I did. To Maybe you did, like, uh, what was the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio that you wanted me to see for the longest time? And oh. I finally did. The Departed. The Departed, where he beats that cast right off of his arm. Maybe just beat it on something and... No, no, because it wouldn't crack like that. Okay. No, and then I used to pierce my ears all the time, and and then, like, with a safety pin in the bathroom, and then I would get, like, afraid that I would get caught. (laughs) So I I probably pierced my left ear mm, five or six times. Okay, so wait a minute. Yeah. Hang on. So you would pierce your ear with a a safety pin. Yeah. And then you'd be afraid that you get caught. Yeah, and then so I would take it out So what'd you do, like glue it back up? No, he put put his ear in a cast. (laughs) You just take the earring out. Yeah. No, it was always with the safety pin, Kath. You never wore an earring? No. You know, Caitlyn Jenner went through a lot of this stuff. Like late at night. So I put on women's underwear. Yeah. And you were doing a lot of stuff, a yeah. lot of weird stuff. I guess I'm just a masochist because yeah. I, all I would do was basically stab my ear with a safety pin. Get and you never put an earring in it? No. That's not uncommon, oh. though, that used to be the thing. Kathy, did you, when you, you and your friends, did you ever have a friend who was the Pierce ear piercer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kelly. Was, yeah, oh, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> Kelly Dean. Yeah. My wife yeah, but actually you would wear an earring after that, right? Well, yes, of yeah. course. No, no, no. That was the they, point of yeah, like a normal your ear. Kelly just hated Kathy. Um, my wife uh, Claire had used to have lots of. She had this uh, kind of an alt, you know, lots That's of earrings. That's what Kelly did. She oh, yeah. pierced it all the way up her ear. Oh yeah, yeah that was my wife when I yeah. met her. She was a real alt chick. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. Okay. I could never do that. I couldn't stand the pain. Did you ever pierce your own navel? No. No, oh. no, like that and, and nipple piercings freak me out. Did you ever get a tattoo on your taint? I did, yeah. as a matter of fact. That we know. We chronicled that, that one. <sighs> wow, okay. All right. Well, that was your bizarre file, guys. <laughs> there you go. Right, thank you. Let, well, it's actually good. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. File! Brought to you this morning by Lorenzo and Sons Pizza. Lorenzo and Sons Pizza has been family owned and operated since 1970. Visit Lorenzo and Sons Pizza at Xfinity Live in Westchester and in the Wells Fargo Center. A woman in Australia needed 25 stitches to her face and almost lost an eye because she was mauled by a kangaroo while walking her dog. Of course. Of course. The attack happened near a popular walking trail. Uh, Dina let her pet dog off its leash and it began chasing a large male kangaroo, prompting her to try and intervene said, I ran up the embankment to try and get my dog away, but not realizing that I was only three or four meters behind the roo. And that's when I sensed the roo was panicking and thinking I'm being attacked on all sides. She turned around right as the kangaroo attacked her from behind, knocking her to the ground. He then gouged out my ba- the back of my leg, she said. 
Uh, I know now, if I hadn't turned around, I would probably have been disemboweled. They do have sharp um, claws or their nails, nails, whatever they are. The kangaroo began pounding and jumping on her, she said. She played dead and told herself to just wait until it's over, and it eventually worked. And the kangaroo left her with blood gushing from her head. You see, those things are... are perpetually kicking the crap out of tourists and, and, and rearing up. And they're, they're, people think they're so they're big. pleasant, but they're, they're not. They're, they're powerful. Uh, passersby then helped her tend to her wounds and took her to the hospital. Uh, Dina it needed... It is kicked by a kangaroo. She needed 25 stitches to her face and uh, said that she was just grateful that her eye hadn't been gouged out. Mm. Uh, she had to undergo surgery for her leg wounds and was released from the hospital. Who would uh, want to live there? But she still uh, she, she still has scratches and cuts all over her back and arms, but she added that she didn't blame the kangaroo uh, because her dog had chased it, causing the attack. Uh, wildlife staff and city authorities said uh, kangaroos are like venturing closer uh, li- are likely venturing closer to human residential areas because of lack of food and water in the hot, dry summer. Do you see the face? Uh, her face? Yeah, it's, it's messed up. It man. is messed up. So wh- yep. where does the scar run across? Uh, all across the around her eye. Unfortunately, like Preston said, fortunately, didn't get the eyeball itself, just around it. Jeez. Mm. Uh, well, there's some interesting video. A driver hit the remote start on his car, and then suddenly it started taking off. It ran It ran <laughs> into a pond as well. It happened on Saturday in New Hudson. Was it in gear? Well, here's the deal. This is Fred Stanton, who is the range master at Huron Valley Guns, where it happened. He said he made sure no one was in the way of the vehicle. He yelled out. He also had valuables in the cases, so he recovered them and then ran in to get help. Uh, by the time deputies arrived, uh, the car had sank quickly, by the way. By the time deputies arrived, it was under seven feet of water. Jeez. He's grateful no one was in front of, in the front of the car when this happened outside of the business where he works. He said this happened to be a manual transmission with an aftermarket remote start. Uh, auto manufacturers do not allow the installation of remote starters on manual vehicles. Well, the reason is if you park your car in gear... As many manual transmission drivers do, that's what can happen. Can you get your remote start set up to have it drive away automatically? Maybe. Right. I don't know. That's there, an extra feature. There are shops that will put remote starters on manual vehicles, but they'll make uh, the owner sign a waiver. But the problem wow. was, in this case, the person had just bought the used car and apparently had no warning until the car was underwater. So you have to be Jeez. An Iranian man is seeking asylum in Australia. Uh, He had botched his do-it-yourself penis enlargement procedure and was granted entry to undergo pricey reconstructive surgery on How difficult can it be? How difficult can that be? Uh, the man in his 30s tried to... I want I want nine extra inches. Tried to grow his member by injecting himself with palm oil. Oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. then he fell seriously ill. He was transferred... Damn it, I'm watching the YouTube video. ...from an immigration detention center in Papua New Guinea to Australia last month for medical treatment that could cost up to $10,000. The transfer was made possible under Australia's controversial 2019 Medivac laws, which gives doctors a greater say... As to which sick refugees can come into the country from offshore detention centers for medical treatment. Uh, In this case, the man was reportedly involved in nearly 50 behavioral incidents while being detained in Papua New Guinea. But apparently injecting his own penis was the one that allowed him to get into the country. That gets your refugee status? Trying trying to get a penis enlargement? In that particular case, yeah. All right, how about this? PG&E Corporation says that it has found suspicious monetary claims by victims of California's wildfires, including one from a man who says a 500-pound emerald 
where $280 million was destroyed at his home a year ago in the most destructive and deadliest wildfire in state history. That's a shame. A 500-pound emerald. Yep. The utility is probing duplicate or exceptionally large monetary claims, which appear suspicious. PG&E, which filed for bankruptcy in the face of liability over the wildfires, wants to question the owner of the emerald, who says it was destroyed in the Mm. 2018 campfire that killed 86 people and raised the town of Paradise. My trillion-dollar Wizard of Oz plate was destroyed. (laughs) PG&E's equipment was found to have contributed to the blaze in addition to seeking reimbursement for the emerald. The man and his wife submitted four duplicate claims of $4.5 million. Uh, that's got to be a really difficult thing as people put in all their requests and submit forms and stuff like that. you got to go through all of them, and people are going to take the opportunity to try to get some extra money. PG&E wants uh, victims' documents such as appraisal reports and receipts to support some claims. With respect to the claim of the $280 million emerald, <laughs> the company... Wants proof that the owner made an effort to secure and protect the emerald and documents showing that the emerald was damaged or destroyed. So, Not for nothing, but wouldn't an emerald survive a fire? I would think so. I don't know. Well, he had a bungee cord on it. Okay. Yeah. Not really sure. So it, it shouldn't have uh, it shouldn't been damaged. And then finally, we'll end with a, another Australian story. A Sydney hoarder was trapped for over 14 hours when the trash inside her home fell on top of her. Fire and rescue crews were forced to break through a side window to gain access to the house, almost getting crushed themselves by the masses of garbage from floor to ceiling. This happens fairly often to hoarders. They get trapped under their own garbage. Her husband, who sleeps in his car outside due to the mess, raised the alarm when he couldn't get a hold of his wife on her Is cell she phone. she dead yet? Uh, <laughs> she had been stuck for hours before uh, help came. And this presented a serious challenge to the occupant's health, and the rescue was quite difficult at the time, the, the uh, fire department said. <laughs> he probably knew uh, like an hour after it collapsed, but waited another 13 and a half hours to call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the situation was so extreme, firefighters used the same earthquake training used while searching for survivors in New Zealand. Oh, my God. Among the garbage dug through with magaz- uh, was uh, magazines from the 80s and food that expired in the 1990s, by the way. Oh, my God. God, there must have been vermin and all sorts of other stuff in there as well. The woman is receiving treatment in the hospital for uh, her uh, with her husband by her side. I watch that show Hoarders all the time. It's pretty wild, man. You, I, you can't believe that people let their lives come to that. I pass a place on Ridge, and I look up. It's on the second floor, oh, and I, I see, see this. Stuff. I see stuff stacked up on the windows. Oh. And I'm wondering if it just happens to be that it's... They have some stuff stacked in front of that window, or if the entire place is like that. Right. Because it doesn't like, look like... Oh, these are collect. It looks like garbage stacked in front of the window. That's like a nightmare. Yeah, for me. yeah. It's it's pretty wild if you ever watch that show. The, 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 there are some mental things that they can't get past, and they, they use these as, as a mechanism yeah. of some yeah. sort of coping mechanism. Oh, they they can't. They can't. Uh, there's something, and and quite often the general explanation is they they feel like something bad will happen to them if they get rid of it. Right? Something. Something it's, like it's that. It's different in some cases. I yeah. Think, yeah, it is different. I know. So I've been in two hoarders houses. One, um, they didn't have much money, so anything they got, they wanted to keep. But then it ended up filling the entire house. I mean, yeah. there was like a kitchen table in a bedroom. There was, you know, like a dre- like five dressers, and there was two people that lived there. It's crazy. And then I was in another house. This was when I was back uh, in high school, and they, for whatever reason, uh, the woman kept magazines and newspapers, like. Every yeah. magazine ever delivered, every newspaper that they were stacked everywhere you looked, there was magazines in the oven. 
So they, they couldn't use their oven. Their entire oven. oven was stacked. And you couldn't even take anything out. So even if you were like, look, I don't know if she was looking for something, you, you couldn't. They were so shoved in there yeah. that it couldn't move. It made their holiday parties yeah. a real nightmare. How bad? It's really? always newspapers and magazines, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, what is that? Like, haven't they ever heard of microfiche? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. All right, listen, we got to take a break. I want to give away some uh, love from our friends at uh, JT Brewski's Pub uh, gift cards worth $25. We'll take call number 8 at 215-263. Don't forget, Nick is going to be there tomorrow night. It is the Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) You'll be able to hear him at the bar. Yeah! And outside the bar. (laughs) $3 Bud and Bud Light Aluminums and $350 Bud Light Platinum bottles tomorrow night at the uh, party. And it's from 7 to 9 p.m. And you could win... Uh, Eagles, Giants tickets, and an Eagles helmet autographed by Vinnie Curry, courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. So call yeah! number eight. Caller number eight will give you that uh, that gift card now. Two quick things. Uh, Casey said that this was one of your favorite ones you've ever done, so yeah. I'm psyched for that. And then Elsie uh, and Julie are going to be there as well, and they're, they're two of the best calendar girls, so I'm really uh, excited to hang out with them because they're awesome. They're so good with the fans. So looking forward to tomorrow night. Call now. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. JT Brewski's Pub here this morning. Nick's going to be doing the uh, Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle tomorrow night, 7 to 9. I didn't know they were voted Best Bar in Delco. Oh, me neither. Uh, yeah. And a fun, friendly neighborhood pub, award-winning food, 29 beers on tap, two full bars, 15 large screen TVs, outdoor patio. Awesome. It's always a party at J.T. Brewski. So, yeah, Delco, man. I tried the gator. Uh, you did? Delicious. Delicious. Yeah, it's uh, blackened, <laughs> and there's a remoulade that goes with it. It's really good. Casey, right. you should try it. I think you'll like it. All if, right. If you like blackened food, anyway. I do. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Do you want to hear or do you want to save it for later? There's a little audio of me. We should do it because... Let's well commit to it. Apparently, it's been built up too much. Yeah, and it's been built up quite a bit. It, I guess it is, I, does not rival any of Nick's clicks at all. I clicked the other day when talking. I didn't even notice that I did it, but we I have to I add it, it to the arsenal. Okay, well, have you heard it yet? I have not, but I understand that I think because we took so long, it can't help but be less than impressive. All right. The the click is when something happens in your throat that you just you didn't intend, and and it's a noise. And uh, here's a classic. Yeah. yeah, that's actually that's a legitimate in we, the middle we, of speaking. We click. amplified that. You know, there there are bazookas and there are BB guns. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and you're the so, bazooka. Thank you. You're um, more of a howitzer, actually. Yeah. yeah. And Marissa, if you could do me a favor and get the full Nick Click in context, uh, just so we can, you know. Remember it? Yeah. All right, so this is my click the other day. I haven't heard this yet. Here we go. All right, let's go to some other uh, calls. Oh, that's more oh like a stutter. God. That's yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Calls. <laughs> oh, that's that's, yeah. that's, that's sweet. Good try. It, it's like yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're dealing with Arnold Palmer here, yeah. and uh, you're just uh, you know, you're miniature golf. That's cute, Preston. Yeah. All right, let's go to some other. Uh, hang on, wait, no, 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 don't play it. Hang on. All right, let's go to some other uh, calls. Nah. Calls. I just yeah, that was a stumble. It's like uh, Ken from Fish Called Wanda a little bit. Yeah. Ken. Yeah. Coming to kill me. The call. The call. Wow. Yeah, that was underwhelming. Yeah, I told you. I know. I know. Yeah. All right, let's go to some other uh, calls. Uh, let's just hear it uh, isolated. Uh, <laughs> nah. That's it. Yeah, there was one that, I, that it's th- like Nick's little sister. <laughs> yeah, no, not yeah. his slow sister. They don't even talk about. It. They keep Baby locked in the sister. attic. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Nick from a while ago, which we don't use a lot, and it's it's again, it's it's less when you compare it to 
the Stellar Works, Nick's Opus. Thank you. Uh, this is nothing, but here's here's something that's... Uh, and that's... Yeah. There's a little vibrato. Mm-hmm. It's it's listed as Wookiee, but there's yeah. so many that are superior to that. Yeah, that one's got that one could get thrown away. There was right. one also where he was thrilled about the, um, the sushi bar they used to have at... Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, at Keenan's. Keenan's yeah. And yeah. here... What? That was kind of off mic too. Yeah, yeah. Or right. you kind of say it because I had said, and Nick, they have a sushi bar, and you were saying, <laughs> "What?" I was, I was legit surprised by that. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we have the Nick click in context now. Before we play it, I mean, is this? It is. Is it his tongue or is it his? No, throat? I just think Nick is a, is a human subwoofer, and I think that ultimately think what happens just... is is. It, his elocution is wonderful. There, there, there is just uh, there's sometimes. Uh, do you have a um? Do you have any sleep apnea issues? I, do, I used okay, to, yeah. so that would probably be part of this. Yeah, I, this was probably when I was at my heaviest. I was probably yeah. ten or fifteen pounds heavier than I am now, and uh, so that didn't help. Okay, uh, Case, I don't think it's his tongue. I think there's something, some in the mechanism back there. Yeah, in, in the throat <laughs> that just. Slap together like that. <laughs> Slap so, it to throat. Here we go. I got in the shower right away. I, I cleaned and washed, you know, all of these, all of the no, oils off as best I could. That wasn't no, it. No, that oh, was... wait, no, 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 no. We, we had the real one. Sorry. All right, here, yeah, we, here go. we go. Over the weekend. Nick, you went? I did, yeah. It's a to great time. It's yeah. really cool. And uh, and seeing him there and seeing all of the flyers. Wow, that's no, a different that's one. That's a different one. There are so many to choose that's from. That's a different one. Yeah. That is different. Oh, God. This is... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, oh wow. That right. is that. I was going, I was going to Lancaster at, in the original clip. This Look is next Mona Lisa. Here we go. There's more clicks here. Uh, so one? this one, let's go. Uh, let's go back to eight twenty seven, uh, two thousand sixteen, maybe. Or right. here we go. Having them book interviews. But when she comes out of play, nope, that's oh, a different one. Wow. Right. I didn't know we. And then we go back to November twenty fifteen. Next one. Here we go. I got in the shower right away. I, I cleaned and washed. You know, no. No. Okay. Uh, Nick, well, we have a whole montage here. <laughs> here, let's hear the Nick Click montage. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is just a repeating. Uh-oh. Cut night, Joe. Uh-huh. I like that one. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? You know what? It I, was. Here's, well, I have a few Nick. Here's Nick eating. It's a couple of Nick sounds uh, together. It's mouth queef, right? Okay, all right. Mouth queef? On. Yeah, it was. Mine's, uh, mine's listed as queef. Uh, so it was probably a dash in there somewhere. Uh, oh, here we go. Mouth queef in context. Here we go. It was a Home Depot. They completely remodeled and they added a section. They have a, a huge. Uh, that was a gross sound. <laughs> That's it. It That's... even stopped you in your tracks. Yeah. That's oh, you know funny. what? I was going to Lancaster when I said a uh, couple for the first time. There was a promotion that Preston came to me for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple, yeah, couple yeah. times. Yeah. That's the weirdest one. Yeah. The echo. <laughs> no. I don't know. This one was like, what is that? I don't know. Well, listen to the yeah. to the Nick's voice. Nick's, the, con- the construction of his throat creates his own vibrato when he does the, uh, uh, the, well, yeah, that one was pretty amazing, too. That was on Black Listener Day. I'm proud of that one. Yeah, you that should was, be proud of all of them. That was Not really solid. Yeah. It was a Home Depot. They completely remodeled and they added a section. They have a, a huge... Uh, that was a- <laughs> you know what? Honestly, that sounds like to me is Stuttering John. He would have that thing where he would <laughs> yes, have swallow... Yes, that's his, true, yeah. You know, and, and he would uh, have trouble getting through sentences, like I often do, <laughs> and make a sound like that. It's weird. And because obviously we're we're processed, the mics are picking up everything. You can hear me swallow a lot. 
Somebody says it's your epiglottis. I don't even know if that's real. You back off. Yeah, yeah that, that's who uh, the gladiator faced off against. Epiglottis. Yeah. Okay. Are you not entertained? <laughs> yep. I just killed epiglottis. Release the epiglottis. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Other than clicks and things like that, I do have some stuff in my junk drawer that I can Ooh, upload right. if you guys don't mind. So uh, these are things that have kind of been sitting here for a little while, and if I don't get uh, to them, they'll just get lost in the shuffle. So here we go. We're on a high now, considering the earlier news that we're uh, a destination to uh, visit. Yeah, Philadelphia, yeah. courtesy of uh, National Geographic. All right. How about this? Um, it's about the time when kids start uh, writing letters to Santa Claus. And now we know exactly where he lives. For the first time ever, the U.S. Postal Service has revealed Santa Claus's address. Oh. Like a full... To send it to, yes. Because they're used to simply just putting North Pole on the envelope Mm -hmm. would guarantee its delivery. Well, now you can send it to 123 Elf Road, North Pole, 88888. I'll send Annabelle out to get that. That's right. (laughs) Oh, that's my wife's name. (laughs) Some people call her Annabelle. I call her the crazy old bitch. (laughs) Um, That's interesting. So now obviously we know that the United States Postal Service handles all that. We saw a miracle on 34th Street. So it processes everything and and makes sure Santa gets the mail. When when do they suggest you, what is the the cutoff point for mailing that letter? Oh, they didn't indicate on this. Okay. Uh, on the 18th, the United States Postal Service launched their Operation Santa program, uh, which fulfills wish lists for needy children. And so they released Santa's official address to help kids make sure that their wish lists are delivered. Uh, they also released letter writing kits that include templates, uh, letter tips, and a primer on envelope technique as well. So it's something you can do. It's pretty complicated. You can give to the kids. Yeah. My son is a is a pretty good student, um, but he has never put as much effort into his schoolwork as he has into his Christmas list this past year. <laughs> uh, uh, he has done uh, major revisions, uh, and he seems to revise it every single day. Where does he accrue? Where does he accrue his information from? Because when I was a kid, um, the San- my Santa conduit was the Sears uh, catalog. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and so that's that's where uh, my parents would uh, pass that information on to Santa vis-a-vis the, this year's catalog. Does he is he calling from all over the internet? No, you know what? I, so I'm sure there's a little bit of internet stuff going yeah. on there, but uh, I think a lot of the stuff he's called recently has come from uh, things that he's seen his other friends have. Okay, so his one friend has this like really cool little gaming studio in his basement, and so uh, he has asked me about uh, computer monitor sizes. Like, every single day. In fact, last night he was like, okay, so, like, the size of the monitor, it's, it, you know, and they say, like, 32 inches. That's, like, diagonal, right? You know? And I'm like, yeah, we've already discussed this. Oh, I, have already, to, uh, yeah. I have to get a green screen uh, and a whole studio so uh, because Jace wants to be a YouTuber, so. Yeah, well, that's what this guy has. <laughs> this kid has. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's what it's for, for making vids? Uh, I mean, it's So whole... he can do, like, his Twitch videos. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, um... You know, his parents, it was sort of like uh, they were moving, right? And and, and the kids didn't want to move, so... So they, they left them there. Well, no, they kind of had to, like, you know, make little bribes. And, and uh, all right, so, all right, well, um, we, we have to move. We need a bigger home. Uh, if we if you agree to this, we'll build you, we'll build you your own, you know, studio. And it's, listen, it's yeah. not like it's, you know, crazy expensive. It's just like a little, you know, box in the basement or whatever. But right. yeah. So, but it's computers there and cameras and all that sort of stuff. It's it's actually really cool. And guess what? 
this is kind of where we're headed these days. Sure. Listen, know? if, if yep. my daughter, who likes to make, you know, TikTok videos and stuff like that, wanted a little nook, a little spot, I'd uh-huh. work on putting that together. But uh, he's, I mean, he's going through the house. He's like a foreman, right? He's got the, you know, hard hat on, a little pencil <laughs> behind his ear. And he's like, right. all right, Dad, what do you think about putting this little, I, I'm like, you know, my mom lives in the basement, so we don't have that extra Oh, she's space. out. You're out <laughs> Yeah. You're out, old woman. Um, we're, we're breeding a YouTuber yeah, here. Yeah. Come on. And I Move. go, come on, let's go, let's go. I don't want him having his computer in his room, um, not just yet. I mean, he's still young, and so, you know, well, where do we put this? When you're looking at porn, it's in the kitchen, young man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you can write to Santa. Maybe he'll have some ideas. One, two, three, Elf Road, North Pole, eight, eight, eight. Eight eight, and that is a lot of eights. the address. I oh, this where Annabelle. Right. <laughs> we have to do that this year. Yeah, the call. Yeah, we got to oh, try somebody. Scam somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill, get was another Annabelle. Perfect, exactly. Nick, did you want to add something? I'm sorry before well, you, I dig in here. You brought it up briefly uh, last week, Preston, but I went over the goop list over the weekend. Gwyneth's goop list. Have oh you, yeah, yeah. Did we, do we want to go on it in detail? Because it's I'd like to. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. The weird things on there, Steve. The, did, I don't know if you saw the whole no, list. We, or not. No, I, I've seen a lot of the items. We, okay. we did it. We did a handful. They, yeah. These are all these bizarrely uh, Gwyneth Paltrow curated things that are yeah extravagant like a, that that. that that they would have you believe is something that should be on everybody's list. There's like a, moon- a vibrating vaginal egg. <clears throat> There's literally a moon rock on there. Yeah. Okay. And, and so it's a book about the moon, but you don't just get the book. You yeah. get a moon rock that comes along with it. And I believe, I'm, I'm maybe getting the dollar figure wrong, but I think it's $600,000. Oh. Jesus okay. Christ. Oh. Because yeah. one of Neil Armstrong's fingers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. He does have an under $100 gift guide. All right. Well, let's break that down another time. Okay. Right, right, I right. would like to do that. And we'll, we'll discuss Annabelle further. Actually, this is this continues about gift giving. Uh, have you ever seen a secret sister sister gift exchange on Facebook or social media? A secret sister gift exchange. Oh, it's, it's a scam, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pyramid scheme. Oh, you were talking about this yesterday, Casey, weren't what? you? No, I don't talk about smart things. Uh, uh, and it's considered illegal. Uh, the Secret Sister gift exchange campaign quickly became popular in 2015 through Facebook posts, uh, promising participants would receive up to 36 gifts in exchange for sending one gift valued at $10. It wasn't you. It was my wife talking about this. I get you confused. <laughs> Users. <laughs> it's your work wife over yeah. there. Users were encouraged to invite others to participate in the holiday gift exchange and then promised they would receive information on where to mail the gifts. The scheme starts with a convincing invitation, either by email or social media, to sign up for what seems like a great fun program. All you have to do is provide your name and address and personal information of a few additional friends and tack this information onto a list that's already started of people that you've never met on the Internet. Next, it's your turn to send an email or social media invitation to send a modest gift to a stranger along with their friends, family, and contacts. The cycle continues. You're left with buying and shipping gifts for unknown individuals in hopes that the favor is reciprocated by receiving the promised number of gifts in return. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Just like any other pyramid scheme, it relies on the recruitment of individuals to keep the scam afloat. Of course it does. And uh, once people stop participating in the gift exchange, the gift supply stops as well and uh, leaves hundreds of disappointed people without their promised gifts. Uh. 
So this, if you want to do stuff like this, it's do what I do. I, I ask the people who follow my uh, my sex webcam stuff ah, to send me gifts. That's sure. Yeah. yeah, and a that's what I do. I got my Amazon wish list, and yeah. then I do things for them if they send me stuff. Uh, there is another layer of danger in participating in this scheme. And while you're signing up, you uh, they ask for your personal information, mailing address, email, stuff like that. There and you go. A few pieces of information, cyber thieves. Could expose you to future scams or commit identity theft as well. So if you see that one come across, skip it. What's what's it go by? What's the name it goes by? It's uh, Secret Sister. Secret Sister. Yeah, so you don't want to do that. All right, what else? Hey, uh, on the heels of... I think it's in here. Hold on, sorry. I forgot to dig around and find it. For <laughs> see, this is theater of the mind. On the heels of the story about Philadelphia being named one of the top locations by National Geographic to visit in 2020. Do we suck again? No. This has nothing to do with Philadelphia. It's another city, um, uh, I guess, uh, moniker. But yeah. a new study has named Seattle, the Seattle-Tacoma-Bellevue area, as the number one gloomiest place in America. Oh. The gloomy. I always associated Seattle because of the raininess with a, a gloomier. Though I do love Seattle, but yeah, gloomiest, huh? People who live in Seattle will be quick to point out that they actually get more annual rainfall in New York City than they do in Seattle. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So they're they're defensive about that. They are. Yeah, okay. but we're less likely to be raped by Bigfoot. Right. Wow. Uh, but what about uh, just cloudiness in general? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Casey, that's it. Best place uh best places is the name of the uh the periodical that did this study. Gave Seattle a gloom score of ninety point nine. Uh, their data team looked at the percentage of cloud cover, huh. average hours of daylight and days with precipitation in the months of November, December, and January. The Portland, Vancouver area was ranked second after Seattle with a gloom score of eighty eight point two. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it is weird, though, because even, let's say you have a cloudy day and it doesn't rain. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was a nice day. Like, let's say it was cloudy and 80 degrees and, like, a, a nice Totally fine. In right? fact, I, pr- I prefer, if, if I don't have to, I always put on sunblock because right. I'm in the middle of but I always have to, to me, that's 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 fine. A lot of times those are better days because yeah. they're cooler. But. When you're when you're you know outside and and you're in it, it doesn't feel like a nice day. I've I've been to Seattle a number of times and and out in that general area. And the truth of the matter is, is that the weather's always pretty good. And, yeah. You know, it's it's not the uh, uh, where have I been that it's rained the most? You know, Alaska. Alaska? No, Alaska was, was even. Nice. I, I went in August when they said it was going to rain like crazy, and it was sunny every day except for one and seventy two, seventy three degrees. So, uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of times it's just hype. I tell you, it was interesting when uh, being in uh, the, the Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, is it rained every day. Yes. Uh, which I did not know that's par for the course. Yeah, it's 20, pa- 30 they're, minutes. They're passing showers. Yeah. But, I mean, every day, like clockwork, it would rain at some point. I had no idea that that was part of the uh, uh, the climate there. Yeah, same in, in Puerto Rico, the same, same sort right. of deal. Like yeah. it, sometime in the afternoon. You can uh, almost stay out in it, though. Yep. Because you know that it's yes. going to be over pretty fast. And then you dry up because it gets so freaking humid hot. Yeah. Uh, but some of the least gloomy places were Phoenix, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles. Um, as you would probably expect, the study looked at 50 of the largest metro areas in the country. But they came up with uh, Seattle being the gloomiest place in America. Are you still dealing, Nick, with this seasonal? Uh... Oh, yeah. Every year. I haven't right. seen the lamp of goodness, though. The lamp is at home. Okay. Uh, I'm sure I'll bring it in soon to Bill's consternation. But uh, I don't care. What's with that lamp? Uh. Yeah. He thinks it's a prop. <laughs> he thinks you're, it's so you can take good selfies. Uh, yeah. A prop. <laughs> is that so you can take good selfies? <laughs> Annabelle. Annabelle takes wonderful selfies. 
That's because the sun never sets. Uh, Casey, to uh, a, a flip side of your point is in the winter time, if it's cold and uh, and gloomy out, but sunny. It, it makes the day that much better. So yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, if it's in the summertime and it's a little cloudy out, it's still a fine day. But in, in the winter, if it's cold, but you get a sunny day out of it, yeah. I will. Uh, uh, that makes me happy. I am also, and I say this many times, I know you have your, uh, your set up out at the shore. I think the, the beach in the winter is wonderful. I love yeah. it. Wonderful. Yeah, I, like I, um, I go I'm, ice fishing. I want to borrow Casey's uh, beach house sometime. And Anytime. go down there in the winter. It's, um, last year was like the first time I had ever been down there in the non-summer months. I used to go used to go all the time. And uh, so living on Long Island growing up, you would have access all the time. And, yeah. and Northport is, a, is, a, is one of the most photographed scenic harbor towns on the, uh, on the east. You know, you know Northport, Main Street, Northport. Beautiful in, in, in cold weather. Steve, when the wind's whipping down the boardwalk. Yeah. Hey, man! <laughs> on that Asbury Park, yeah. Wendy showing me all her seven teeth. <laughs> I'm on the back of my motorcycle. She got a promotion at Walmart. Oh, she did? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's in charge of live tackle. Okay. And the uh, pregnancy strips. <laughs> live bait in the pregnancy yeah. strips. That's a band name. <laughs> Live bait and pregnancy strips. I like it. All right. Anyhow, so those are the gloomy spots <laughs> in America. Uh, let me go back in, see what I can find. All right. Uh, so two British companies polled parents, teachers, and children in the U.K. asking them to rank the naughtiest babies by names, trying to find out if there's certain behaviors that come along with a certain name. I have wondered this for a long time. If you give a child a certain name, Mm -hmm. do people naturally treat that child in a way that promotes a certain kind of behavior? Mm. Uh, Like if if your daughter, if you give your daughter the name of like Mercedes or um, Savannah or a stripper's name, will she in fact become a stripper? Right. This is more about uh, mischievous names or bratty kids. Is there a stripper subcategory? No. Oh, like a no Damien or something like that? Well, or... here, here's what they came up with. According to this poll, it's not necessarily scientific, but it's it's a poll that they did. Adolf Hitler. So the list, the names that stood out on the list are Jack, Harry, Oliver, Charlie, and George. That those are more prone to be mischievous names? Yeah. These are, these are in the UK, mind you. So Jack, Harry, Oliver... Charlie and George. Okay. While Arthur's were very well behaved. I'm so well behaved, mommy. And uh, (laughs) when it comes to girls' names, uh, those that are named Mia, Ella, Isabella, Sophia, and Amelia were all uh, the most poorly behaved. Uh, So obviously, the the British, there's uh, here, I think there'd probably a name I usually associate with a kid who might be trouble is like Buster, Mm. Loki. Loki, Loki yeah. Uh, those all, Beelzebub. Those all ended with A, by the way, all the girls' names. Yeah. Mia, Ella, Isabella, Sophia, and Amelia. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. The feminine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, however, uh, the most uh, well-behaved was Isla, which you really don't see here too many. Isla Fisher is the, uh, that's first comes to mind. Yeah, she's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But uh, That's an interesting uh Inaccurate study. Yeah, exactly. That's a bunch of crap. All right, what else do I have here? Uh, oh, this one I saw a little while back. I think I saw this last week. But you guys see that Beasley Media, our company, purchased uh, an Overwatch League. Yeah. Uh, or they, 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 a team. I'm sorry uh, for the league. Uh, they are the Houston Outlaws. 
Which I, may I asked you the question. You Houston think, Outlaws esports team. What? We're going to get one here? Is BC going to make the investment because we have that new $50 million esports center? Yeah, I don't know. They don't tell us anything. Marissa's our expert, so <laughs> we can go to her. She does a show about esports on. Uh, where do you do that show? It's on NBC Sports Philadelphia. It's called okay. FTW Philly. Airs Fridays at 9. Um, well, Comcast owns the um, the Fusion. So I don't know okay. if it's up for sale or not. Yeah, that's the thing. So we'd, we'd have to. That's right. It'd yeah. have to be a team that's up for sale. Uh, so they, yeah, they bought this team. They're considered, it says here in the press release, to be among the best teams in the league. Oh, and That's opens cool. new doors for us as we continue to further expand our audience reach and provide the very best results for our advertisers slash sponsors. This is a corporate, you know. Right, got yeah. it. Uh, uh, it's never like, ah, this is iffy, iffy. Statement it's not the release. Out. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be cool. Obviously, yeah. we can't buy, I don't have the money to buy a team, but like, all right, so if this is the way of the future, what is the equivalent of buying Apple stock in 1980, uh, you know, with this not stuff? I almost called it nonsense, but it's not nonsense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? What is the equivalent of purchasing Apple stock in the 80s when it invest, comes to this stuff? Yeah. How do you invest in these guys in yeah. this sport yeah. to, to make some money on your own? Yeah. I, I think... I'm, uh, well, if we knew that... We'd be, uh, be Forrest Gump. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would... It's an interesting thing because I think even people, you know, I, I think Nick Murphy has a good understanding of a lot of this. And I think a, a lot of people are still trying to see the long term of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether this is a thing that stays... Uh, that that locks in forever because also the technology involved in how these games are played is changing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for me, one of the big draws when I started doing the gaming was able to play against people around the world from my couch. Uh, that is a cool thing. Yeah. The concept of gathering in a place to watch other people play and the whole concept of Twitch and, uh, and these other, you know, networks – uh, I'm still okay. Yeah, you know it. This I'm doesn't trying to trying to trying to see it. What it what it what the attraction is. These things don't matter to me, and but fortunately, it doesn't matter to the people that whose business this is because I'm not there. You're target. not the demo. I'm not yeah, the yeah. target demo. Right. Uh, but there is a huge market and a huge demographic out there that's up for grabs, and they're going for it. You know. So we we talked about like the the guy Ninja or uh, all these uh, uh, Phase Sensor. I think is one of the guys' names. He's got, yeah, I know. There the, the, it phases the team that they're yeah they're oh. with, and then they're. Taser face, like like yeah, taser face. Right. So uh, ultimately, <laughs> these guys are multi multi millionaires with yeah. incredible amounts of endorsements. Right, and and uh, I agree with you guys one hundred percent. I'm in the same mentality as both of you guys. Um, uh, but there is a market for it. What I didn't yeah. know, and whether or not you consider them professional athletes or not, um, their shelf life is just about the same as a as a professional athlete in a traditional sport. Really, you're, you're only doing it for three or four years tops. And part of the reason why, on average, part of the reason why is that because the younger generation beneath them uh, uh, learn skills about new games that the older guys oh, wow. haven't learned yet, and it's mostly guys. Right, right. Yeah, um, and, they, and they also they've they've you know, almost out of the womb have picked up a controller and have started running. Yeah, with. I was watching uh, Endgame not that long ago, and when uh, they they go and visit Thor <laughs> and uh, and his alien buddy sitting there playing a big game, he's like, "Hey, he's bothering me again." <laughs> Thor grabs him. He's yeah. like, "Hey, listen here, I'll come and kick. I'll fly over there with my hammer and kick your ass if you don't back up some kid." So I was on a panel a few weeks ago, uh, the 76 Capital, you know, big moderation thing. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but they're going to start putting, like, land centers in five below stores. So really? So it's going to be like, a, like an What's arcade. What's a land center? It's it's the computer that you can play the video game on. It's well, like it, an it, arcade area. It's actually, so it's, it's, it's more a closed, basically like a closed um, game. 
So you're playing against the players in in the like when you have a LAN party, we, we used to be the thing at home. You'd have like five or six consoles hooked up, and you're all playing against each other. So that's it's a more closed game. Exactly. Right. But so the the gentleman from Five Below was talking about it, and he said they had a bring your kids to work day, and so they had kids from like six to twelve, and they did a little quiz. And they said, "Who are your heroes?" Write down ten people, and everybody wrote down. And they said there was a few like Steph Curry yeah. or Carson Wentz, but ninety percent of the people mentioned were YouTubers and video gamers. So, um, so that kind of I can see that. Me. I mean, Jesus, they're they're all over the place. I think LAN stands for Local Access Network. I okay, think. so yeah, sure. Mm, I don't know. Uh, the one that Jace is watching is FGTV. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that. I never heard of it. To me, listen, I, Jace loves them. I'm Santa's bringing some FGTV stuff. They're so annoying. Uh-huh. Like I can't. I you I should, feel the rage should... occurring when I hear the voice. Like they're they're whiny and annoying, but. I, tons and tons of people love them. Try to get him interested in RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, my, my my son is loud when he plays video games, uh, so sometimes I have to shut the door, you know, so because I'm trying to watch TV in the other room. Jason's playing with a friend. They're, yeah. like, literally yelling. And they're yelling at each yeah. other and stuff. I mean, it, I think... You know, it, it's, it's really cool. I mean, you, you've got, you know, my son who's 12, in his room... Playing with his other friends who are in their other homes, and then like they'll have like you know they'll be FaceTiming with each other because now you can like FaceTime with a whole bunch of different people. So I don't know. Like if I were twelve uh, and that were that were my world, that, that would be the coolest. I would love that. You know, as an adult, you know, I try to like. But you had like I you know you you used to put on your your you know clothes and go over to the uh, the neighbor's house and, and do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Variations. It's still cool. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it was a, it's a variation on it. Well, yeah, and here's here's the an interesting dynamic. So my buddy Parker his his friend Donovan came over and brought his Xbox with him and uh they uh, he was in the basement and Parker was on the top floor <laughs> and they were playing together. Yeah. yeah. Wait, why? Uh, right? <laughs> Did you come to hang Whatever. out? Whatever. I, I, but, but they are hanging out. You know, sure. They're just not in the same room uh-huh. together. I, oh, my God. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Casey, to sort of address your question that you were asking earlier, um, uh, Goldman Sachs is estimating that the revenue for esports can climb from $869 million in 2018 to nearly $3 billion in 2022. And that's only three years away. And, you know, they're almost... Um, Quadrupling in the amount of revenue that they're going to bring in in All a right. really short amount of time. There are stocks that you can invest in. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we own the Outlaws, apparently. Yeah. Usually media. That's does, cool. So. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they'll, got... maybe they'll try to get us on the team, Preston. <laughs> One more story, oh. homie. Or do we need to wrap it up? Uh, how quick is your story? Uh, it's pretty quick, and this right. speaks more to us. All right. Specifically, you, Steve, because you were complaining about your toilet not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, so toilets flushing use a lot of water, but what if that amount could be reduced? Researchers from Penn State have developed a liquid sludge and bacteria repellent coating Sounds that awesome. can essentially make a toilet self-cleaning. This means the toilet, it, it's, it's like a super-duper slick toilet, slippery toilet. Yeah. So the stains that you've been getting... I'll take that. Uh, ...would be washed away very easily. Good. A toilet will need less water to be flushed. If the coating were widely used in the U.S., it could mean that more water could be directed to drought-stricken areas or to regions experience chronic water scarcity. So we're watching a a, a video that showed that apparently these people poop tapioca. Um, Hummus. Yeah, hummus. (laughs) What are they showing? It's just like a lighter color. Yeah. Uh, poop? Topo. Yeah, it's chickpeas. Oh, 
Uh, when, so anyhow, it's slicker, Steve. I, that's my issue. I'm all for off. conserving water. Yeah. Well, when I get a new toilet, whenever that is, I'm going to invest in those ones that have like the two different types of flushes. Big yeah. potty flush and little potty flush. I got yes. one. Are, Are you, you going to get your bidet? Uh, I no, I'm not I, a bidet guy. I'm a baby wipe guy. I'm a I'm a, I'm a benight guy. <laughs> no, the the uh, the bidet's awesome. So many people have been turned on to it. Um, so anyhow, they're working on this. I, I have no idea when stuff like this will become commercially available, but the technology <sighs> is heading in the right direction. I'm, I'm going to die the day before they come out with this stuff. I guarantee you. Yeah, right. The day it becomes commercially available. <laughs> yep. All right. Anyhow, those are some stories I had to clean out of my junk drawer. Thank you for allowing me to do that very thing. We're going to take a break. We have our friends from uh, JT Brewski's Pub yeah. over here this morning. Uh, and the Thursday night huddle is tomorrow night with Nick McElwain, 7 to 9. I have a $25 gift card to caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and I will give that to you. So please do give a call right now. They're on uh, Oak Avenue in Primos, PA. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Disturbed. Revivalists. Motionless and white. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Anybody going to do traffic? That's a good question. Uh, the Kathy, I think she finished her traffic. I know she had to leave. Oh. Yeah, she wrapped it up. She did a prediction traffic. She, oh. she was planning on wrapping it up. Uh, I don't know if she told anybody that. Oh, okay, because we normally have two more traffic breaks uh, yeah. before the day is up. So, But she did everything she needed to do? Yep. All right. All right. Hey, everybody out there, good luck. <laughs> Take a look around at the traffic that's around you, and that's the traffic. Uh, there, That's what you're dealing with today. Okay. It's like our weather. Wave. I didn't weather. know that. Nobody yeah. told me that. <laughs> okay. Um... I have a little bit of information I'm going to help you guys out. Really? Yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, this is from uh, Men's Health, and this is I'm speaking to the gentleman. Nineteen ways to be more attractive. Oh. Yeah, he's always cracked me up. <laughs> uh, it's, they're usually presented by people like Henry Cavell. Right. Look right. like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested, I can uh, I can give you these. Yeah, little, let's little, have a good laugh. Little bits of advice here, okay? Like I said, this is for men's health, so they know what they're talking about. It always reminds me of the, uh, you know, the the Dwayne Johnson, uh, you know, say, oh, I, it's easy. I just worked out six hours a day for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, here are nineteen strategies to uh, attract the partner of your dreams, whether in the club, in the park, or on a hookup or dating app. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if we'll get to all nineteen or not. We'll try that one. Number one, make her laugh. Yeah. So all you got to do is make her laugh. Yeah. yeah they sure. always say that. Yeah, yeah. I want a guy with a sense of humor. My mm-hmm. wife, now, I did make my wife laugh. Uh, she makes me laugh, too, so that's good. But uh, this this old thing that, I just want a guy who's funny. Mm-hmm. They do. I, but, you know, obviously you can't have four yeah. teeth and be funny. You, you know, you have to be a little bit attractive and be funny at the same time. But, yes. Uh, or there's a difference between laughing with and at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also... What's interesting about that make make her laugh thing is um, after a little while, I don't know, say ten or fifteen years or so, you're not that funny anymore. Right. <laughs> That's where I I, I I keep her guessing. I I tell her I, <laughs> she, my wife Claire, I will say things and I say them dryly as I do on the show, yeah. and then she'll go out and say that to other people, yeah. thinking it's a fact. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, what was funny in two thousand one. 
apparently it's not yeah. that funny anymore. Do do a humor check if you are <laughs> if you are the funny husband yeah. and up your game now and then if you have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But but with Preston, so. Yes, I, I believe that that's a, a little bit of a uh, an attractive element, a sense of humor. This is attracting the partner. This is right. not once you're in a in a long relationship. Closing the deal. Like that's that, when yeah. you whisper, "I'm going to make it feel so good." Oh no, <laughs> who would do that? Uh, all right, how about this? Wear sunglasses. Okay, like uh, Stevie Wonder says, sunglasses make guys hotter. There's proof to back it up. Vanessa Brown, lecturer at Nottingham Trent University, said that sunglasses make a man look mysterious. Yeah, but what if you're wearing, we know there was a guy, very nice guy, listener, would wear sunglasses all the time, even at night. Yeah, and, and in, uh, inside, the whole thing. And uh, That's I, just stupid. I, I don't like that. Yeah, it, listen. To me, that, that makes you seem distant. If you're doing it for medical reasons, I understand that. Yes. Um, if you Jeff, a, Jeff Lynn does it because he's shy. And I love another thing, yeah. Jeff Lynn, but he was uh, on. I saw an interview with him recently, and I f- he never takes them off. And it's mm-hmm. to me, that's a little. I want to see your eyes. I I do want too. The eyes are the window of the soul. Windows I of the soul. Agree. Uh, here's another tip for attracting that person: be nice mm. until it's, it's time, time to, to not, not be nice. nice. Yeah. Do we not learn anything <laughs> from Dalton? Exactly. Uh, so yes, the re- researchers asked participants about their sexual history as well as how often they engage in selfless acts such as charity work and uh, donating blood. And it turns out that folks who do good things for the sake of it, uh, well-being, good, well, they got laid more. And also, while the study didn't explore this, uh, we'd be willing to bet that the selfless people are also selfless lovers, yeah. putting their partner's needs into consideration. And that is attractive too. Yeah. Very generous. Sometimes I'm nice and it's not uh, genuine. It is uh, just simply so people think I'm To nice. get laid. No, no. It's, it's simply so people think you're nice? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and well, so, Tom, Tom Hanks was talking about that. Remember, Preston, you said about the perception of his using his laugh ability? Well, he he says he does it to manipulate yeah. a room a little bit. So I um, I was there's a brand new Y uh, MCA that's being built in Willow Grove, and I was there, and I was talking to the people there, and, and on the off chance that I actually do go to the gym and work out, you know, I said, uh, you know, I, al- I always put my weights back, and it's not because I want to. It's because I don't want people judging me, and that's as simple as that, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Listen, there are some things that I will conform to that I don't necessarily think that uh, I have to do, but it's considered nice to do this, and uh-huh. you just do it, yeah. you know? Well, uh, I can't think of anything in particular, but I know it, I, have, I felt that way before. I don't think that's being less nice or, or that it's not. It, it, you just... It's the ulterior pro- motive is is vanity. I mean, essentially, you know, I'm I mean, coming over going, oh, you're, you're just using two-pound weights, or <laughs> is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, it's more like, uh, listen... If if I here's the deal, if I see somebody at the gym, right, you know, pumping iron somewhere, and then they get up and they move to another machine, and they don't take the weights off of that machine and put it back on the rack, I think that that person just didn't a hole move. I agree. Now, yeah. Okay. Now I don't put the weights back on, you know, onto the rack because that's the right thing to do. I do it because. I don't want somebody else working out there seeing me move on to another machine and think, oh, what an a-hole. Well, you're still being courteous. Yeah, yeah. you're still doing it well, with, that, with that, the other person. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it, what, it, the the action, to me, the action always yeah. overrides the intent. Right. So what, what is the result? But the intentions the are more. You, you've done something good. Yeah, the, the intentions are more selfish, I think. I mean, even though the end result, you know, I don't know if the ends justify the means or the means justify well, the ends or whatever. Make sure you yeah. yell, you just <laughs> out loud say, I'm being selfish. This is not predicated on any uh, generosity. Right. Yeah. Uh, number four, well, wear cologne. Mm. 
And we're good Cologne. Are right? you? We're Cologne. Are, do you I wear think Cologne? you and I might be the only ones that do. I don't. Well, well I, I do from time to time. I'll do a little spritz of Cologne every now and then, but not for work. Do you usually. spritz and walk through it? Yeah, I do. Do you put it on your on your wrist? And, and down your cleavage? Uh, no, but I, I do the spritz and walk through. That's if, if I'm going out, if I'm dressing nice or something like that, I'll do that. However, on Sunday... A little squirt on the nutsack? No, I don't do a squirt on the nutsack. Uh, to remind me of a child and my father, Aww. I do a little uh, Old Spice after shaving on Sunday. My uh, Sunday ritual. Claire, my wife, picked the cologne I wear. And I, I really was not, you know, I was not really a big cologne dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe in high school, Dracar, the kind of oh, cologne yeah. you'd yeah. buy at the uh, Rite Aid. Sure, that worked. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, when you're being nice and being uh-huh. charitable, you yeah. had to close the deal with cheap cologne. I don't even think I own cologne at this point. Oh, but, I'm, uh, I'm a three cologne guy. I have, uh, I have three to choose from. I have two. Yeah. I, I got like eight of them. I don't even know. I've just mm-hmm. co- the ones that I've barely used over the years and have just collected and I just I'll grab they one randomly there. and use it. So I, what? And they just sit there. Yeah, Pleasures there. by Estee Lauder and Horny Otter. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Horny yeah, by, Otter. By yeah, Yves yeah. Saint Laurent. Right. By Yves Saint Laurent. Uh, by the way, they've done all kinds of studies that, that women, fine, they'll, they'll, they'll do the uh, a, a closed test of some type that they'll rate men more attractive when they have the scent uh, I, to go along. I do get compliments on it. I always say, this is the one you picked, honey. You know, we'll be out, and that's, uh, you know, that's the deal. Here's another thing that you can do to be more attractive. Eat more garlic. What? Uh, that's, a, that stands that contrary to... A stu- 2016 study published in the academic journal Appetite found that men who eat garlic smell more pleasant and attractive than those who don't. The study suggested eating garlic somehow impacts your body odor. It's not your breath. It's your body odor. Um, so I don't know. What Eat I'm, more Mexican food and black coffee. <laughs> I wonder if it has uh, constant diarrhea. I wonder mm. if it all indicates the fact that you may or may not be uh, a cook. You know, spend time in the kitchen, and if you do that, no, I think it's more of a pheromone thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's another one: travel with an entourage. It says if you're headed out in the town, grab a few buddies to be your wingmen. No, According- you gotta. Insert travel with an ugly entourage, and then that way you look way better looking. Than- uh, according yeah. to a study from the University of California, San Diego, people are rated uh, as better looking when they were in a group of photos than in solo shots. They credit it to something called the cheerleader effect. Uh, researchers say people appear more attractive in groups because viewing faces together makes them look more like the group average which can help even out any one person's unattractive idiosyncrasies. Huh. My thing was always to be like the edgy loner, ah. you know, to come in like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Right. You know. Okay. Well, no, they uh, said. Did you, would you, in your dating days, would you travel in packs? Um. Yeah, sometimes we'd go up with the guys. Yeah. yeah we'd, we'd head out together and, you know. But wouldn't you eventually break off from the pack? Yeah, and, at and some point. I'm deep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out in the parking lot and think. <laughs> I met a girl named Anna Bannabel. She's a, she's married to Santa Claus. All right, here's another one. This is a tip number seven on how to be more attractive. Befriend a baby. Befriend a baby? Yes. Uh, your best wingman might actually be a baby. 
according to research from France, men who played nice with babies were more than three times as likely to score a woman's phone number than guys who ignored the newborn. So make a friend, don't abduct. Is yeah, you don't want to carry yeah, yeah, a baby yeah, around with you. Yeah. But if you see a baby in mixed company, yeah. you should go over to it and... I always thought there was a business where you could uh, either a rent a baby or rent a puppy. And uh, if you're a single guy and walk around right. the park for a little while. Yeah, but no, a puppy. No, know what to say. <laughs> Don't go up to a baby and say, oh, they're almost human. Yeah. Right. That'll throw people off. It is funny, though. There are people who do not know how to talk to, you know, don't know how to do baby talk, don't know how to talk to, like, little kids and stuff like that. In fact, there was a the uh, SNL bit. The SNL skit. It, it was very good. They, they they teach you, Preston, how to have game when talking to babies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was a Kristen Stewart was the... Uh... That might have been it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really well done. Uh, So that is one tip. Here's another one. Uh, Nick, it's uh, a dog. Walk, okay. It says walk your dog. There we go. Uh, that's definitely... And he's sometimes the hardest part is just the entree, just being able to make a an initial conversation with somebody. If you got a dog, it's there. Can the you walk your is, baby? You can. You can put a baby in a stroller and walk it around. Uh, but uh, often, uh, or not often, but sometimes a woman will see the dog and just not care about the person attached to the dog. Oh, only, you're so much cuter than your owner. Only care about the dog. Yeah, no, you're right. By the way, we're getting some text on where Kathy and Marissa are in this whole conversation. Kathy had to leave. Uh, Marissa's uh, sitting over there. But she's in the other room, so... You want to bring her in this room? Yeah, come in here. You should come in. I don't know why she's not in here. Uh, so, yeah, walking your dog. That's that's a gimme. That's pretty easy. It's a standard, right? Um, if you if you were to reverse a lot of these, would they hold true the other way? I think for, uh, you know, for women, women. Are women more... I think that's the case. A good sense of humor, charitable, uh, using men's cologne. Um, befriending a baby. You see, yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. <laughs> Walk right up to a woman who's already got some baggage. I can't. I couldn't help but notice that you have kids and a husband. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick though, I mean, I, obviously, I, I work alone. Um, you work alone? I do. But what about perfume? Perfume smells good. Well, I thought you said you work alone. That's what I heard too. Oh, okay. Yeah, when nobody is. Yeah. Uh, perfume? Yeah. What if a guy were to wear perfume? That's probably weird. Is it though? I mean, if if no, because uh, Richard is... Simmons is a pee magnet. <laughs> but if the end result is you smell nice, yeah, but it's uh, it smells like you've been like cuddling with a girl and you have her p- perfume on. There you oh, go. Okay. See, that's that's very sage advice. We didn't consider that. Yeah, okay. but uh, we have also talked about like um, like Pete Davidson, for instance, who when he was with Ariana Grande, he upped his game, and then to the other game. women, he appeared to be much more uh, much more coveted. Yeah. Now, if you smell like a chick to other girls, they're like. Well, Wait a second. What's going on over here? Who have you been with? I don't know. Just trying to think of the psychology here. All right. How about this? Give your razor a break. Uh, Women found guys with heavy stubble, about 10 days worth, to be more handsome than those with a lighter shadow, a full beard, or a completely clean-shaven face. I've always heard the other, though. I do see a lot of male models have a bit of that growth, that stubble. Mm -hmm. It looks good. It doesn't feel good. Right, because they get that, uh, that kissing burn. Yeah. Right. When I make out with male models, that's it happens. That's how it happens to you, right? Nick, exactly. Ow, Nick, oh, it hurts. Yeah, Sorry, George. It says this also applies to gay men who find bearded men more attractive than clean-shaven guys, according to this particular study. Well, a long- but heavy stubble, not not a full grown-out beard, and not a light beard, but heavy stubble, right. which I guess would be kind of a light beard, really. My wife does not like me uh, shaven. Uh, she prefers the way I look with, you know, the beard and the mustache and everything. Really? But the end result, like, it, you know, it hurts when I kiss her. Huh. It's like, you know, like a thousand... Do you, Gina, like women with beards or no? <laughs> women with beards? Yeah. No. Okay. 
I like women with pubes. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong We with talked that. about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I've gotten more people respond to the, the, the you know, uh, I, um, Claire uh, uh, likes the shaved head and the, yeah. you know, uh, and, and the stubble thing is, is not a big thrill for her. I think the beard argument is is person to person for the man and the woman. You like, like beards. I I, per, I like yeah. beards. Kathy likes clean shaven. Yeah. Um. Steve, you look great clean shaven. Casey, you look great with facial hair. Nick, I'm used to you with facial hair. Preston, all all of you guys are facial hair guys. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks good on you guys. But I think each of you guys have have a unique look. I think that's right. That's these the they do these these little surveys. But sure. I mean, for the most part, it's a it's a personal choice. Side note: Have you guys seen uh, Barkan with the beard lately? No. Yeah. The, when did that happen? He got the white beard. He actually had a little bit of a back injury, and so he was uh, out of work for a little bit. And while grow he was, a beard, <laughs> while he was <laughs> while he was doctor, what do I need to do? Well, grow first, beard, grow yeah. a beard. Yeah. Uh, but It'll no, counterbalance while... <laughs> your, your your lower back will be thrown forward. <laughs> while he was convalescing, he he grew the beard out. It looks really good on him, but it's uh, it's fully white. It kind of looks like a you know Letterman white, not nearly to the length of Letterman. But I hate that. <laughs> you don't like the white? No, beard? no, no, no. I, I, that's totally beard. that's totally oh. fine. The big Methuselah beard, right? That that Letterman does, uh, that uh, Michael Stipe was doing, mm-hmm. that old man in the sea sort of freaking thing. It's just too much. Oh, I saw a product on Instagram the other day that um, it's like a hair straightener for your beard. Okay, so what? It'll be make it longer. Or? Uh, it just like smooths it. So it's like imagine yeah. a hair straightener, but it's only one side of it, so it doesn't clamp. You just put one side of it on your face, and it just makes the hair smooth. Okay, so it goes like straight down. Hmm. Right. I, I prefer a nice shorter beard. I've gone with that. I use my my guard at a five, and uh, and keep it at that. And uh, that's where that's my sweet spot. I think some dudes look great with beards. I was never yeah. one. I, I I I can do okay with a beard. You ever grown one? I have. Yeah, I used to have like. Uh, it, I've never seen you with one. The years ago, the beard would have been a can. I think I mentioned the guy Steve Reeves, uh, who you know played Hercules for a while. Had that sort of couldn't do a full beard, but it was like a a. Almost like yours, Preston. That's okay. sort of aligning the face. Uh, it, it, you know, never grew in fully. Nick can grow a beard down to his mid-chest. <laughs> <laughs> My friends were at a singles event the other day, and they, she said she was talking to a guy and couldn't look at him because he still had a flavor saver. All he had was that, which oh, is that just, little patch right under your, your lips. Well, the soul, soul patch is yeah. what yeah. call, yeah. Really, flavor yeah. saver? But just that. Huh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let me go through it. Let me, let me zip through a few other of these. Uh, one says, master your gait. Walk with confidence, essentially, is what you need. These are these are how you attract women. The way guys. you would walk to a gate, right? Exactly. So imagine there's a gate, like you yeah. swing every step you take. Every step you take, you swing your arm out. What in am front, I doing? Like you're, you're walking through a gate. You're opening a gate, <laughs> and now I'm trapped in a windstorm. Uh, now I'm leaning on a mantle. Craft your dating uh, app profile wisely. Uh, it says, "Be careful, you're not coming on too strong." Men whose first message uh, contained words like "dinner" or "drinks" saw their response rate plummet by thirty-five percent. What's what do you use that's a good? Use the positive words like "creative," "ambitious," or "laugh" in your online dating profile. Steve and Morrison, laugh. You give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> or <coughs> charcoal floor. Mentioning hobby-related words like "book" or "read." Book, read, Included info about running, (laughs) jogging, or lifting weights. Worms, tile. Okay, those might work. I don't know. Uh, uh, God, how would you think you would excel or would you be an abysmal failure in the world of these 
of of dating apps. I mean, we've been both been married I, for decades. I think I'd do okay. You'd both yeah. be fine. I yeah. think you, so. I think Absolutely. I'd do okay. I think I'd be horrible. No, you would yeah. not. You're you are Steve. You are a conversationalist. You are great at events, talking to men and women. You you're never uncomfortable around the people that uh, uh, you know uh, right. around the opposite sex. You'd be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. Yep. I'm gonna go, hop on that farmer site. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It says, steer clear of selfies. Guys who posted selfies on their online dating profiles receive fewer messages. So you need to have someone yeah. else take it for That's you. That's vain. So, Marissa, the difference between being a guy who is cocky and self-confident. Very fine line. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's another tip. Smile, but like slowly. <laughs> what? Like, like this. this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> You can't, you are going to look like a freaking serial uh, killer. Uh, <laughs> men, <laughs> men who let their smiles spread slowly across their faces were judged as more attractive than those who put on a quick grin. <laughs> uh, the slow-smiling guys were also rated as more trustworthy, showing that their expressions might be perceived as more genuine. I think a Bruce Willis sort of side grin. Do you like that? What, 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 do you but, like, yeah. do you like I a think big, it's a... toothy Tony Roberts smile, or do you like a... Uh, I'm thinking of that like seductive across the room kind of like you're looking, you make eyes, and then you kind of get. <laughs> I got three testicles. Uh, but it's instead of uh, instead of I had three testicles. Quickly going, you know, really yeah. showing your teeth, just slowly, kind of a you know uh, an emerging grin. I think we've got something going on, don't we? We do. I couldn't help but notice you across the room. <laughs> yeah. All right, Casey, give me the wrap-up signal. I only have a couple more uh, to get to. Stay strong, but not too strong. Uh, so a study do... found that women rated built men as more sexually desirable than thin, non-muscular, slender guys and heavier, more muscled, brawny dudes. So you got to stay somewhere in the middle. Right. Uh, flaunt your battle scars. Like bruscular. Uh, women rated men with mild scarring on their faces as more attractive, oh, like Indiana really? Jones. So what do you do? What do you what do you do? You go out and you cut yourself. Yeah, yes. what do you, yeah. You, you, you just what, get a, a box what you, cutter. What are you telling us to do? A Six box seconds. cutter just under your lip to your chin. Yep. God. And and by the way, women like cutters too. Uh, carry a guitar. It says. Oh God. Uh, it says according to a study published. <laughs> Women women are more like more than three times likely uh, to give a guy her phone number when asked for it if holding a guitar case mm-hmm. than when he carries a sports bag. Um, you have to str- you have to strum the string side. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what if I walked around with like a marching snare drum <laughs> in, in, in this into a club? Yeah. I'm a drummer. Yeah. I wrote you a song. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes. <laughs> Uh, ditch the corny pickup line. Yeah, of course. Uh, Did you fall from heaven because your face is all effed up? <laughs> <laughs> like you just smacked yeah. on the ground. Looked like, uh-huh. sma- looked like you took a total face plant. You hit like some stairs <laughs> yeah. or something on the way down? Yeah. Yeah. That, that would you must have fallen work. out of heaven. You must have been a difficult birth because your head is so effing huge. <laughs> that- <laughs> I mean, what if it was a really good line that you kind of made up yourself that's not, you know, a, a standard Pickup line, Nick. That might. You're right. That might work. Did you? Did you lead with the? Hey, yeah. did you fall out of heaven? Because your face. And then so- they're they're thinking, oh my god, he's going to give me a line. Your face is all smashed up, like <laughs> yeah. it landed god. on the ground. <laughs> you, every get, you get hit by a bus. Yeah. Because <laughs> you fell. Because you look heaven. Yeah. You look <laughs> <heaven>. up. Because <laughs> heaven. <laughs> I have so much blood in my genitals. <laughs> did you come down from heaven because you look like you're dead? <laughs> 
All right, so no corny pickup lines. Uh, this is manspreading can be a good thing. Okay. If you have a giant uh, wang, I guess, you know. <laughs> Do they make, is that an asterisk? Must have giant wang. Uh, women rated men who sat with an open body posture, legs spread, arms stretched out, and used hand gestures as hotter than guys. So wait a minute. Yeah, look at this. Be, yeah. This is going to be for yeah. us in the studio. But so using, so sitting like this and using hand gestures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, maybe not that. I have. <laughs> do you have to hand and do you have a gesture. cool sit? Do you have a cool sit when you're sitting? You know. No, my posture, my my awareness of my right. own posture. Makes me awkward, and I I don't. That's why when we're taking group pictures and stuff like that, I do the arms wrapping around because yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do. With my hands, I when I'm standing uh, solo, I I don't. Um, I, I just no. I and and even sitting, I don't have I don't have a cool posture moment. If you've ever seen models do their thing, and they they have their their arsenal of of poses, and even guys, yeah. who's who's the guy? Your your bud from Delco. Oh, my butt from Delco? Your bud. <laughs> your bud. Uh, Jason Morgan. Right. So here's a guy who you can see when he was taking pictures. He knows how to, yeah. how to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, there are ways when I, I if he, whatever way you're comfortable sitting, I think makes you look better. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm friends with him. And then I have another friend that I went to college with. His name's Colin Bronca. He's a model as well. And I just, it, it, his Instagram photos, like him just hanging out with his kids. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's, it's not fair. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Especially when you see, like, we have an oh no, a lot of people who are, you know, who do modeling to some level or another. Yeah. They'll take selfies in cars. Yeah. They'll look like magazine covers. Yes. Every one of my pictures looks like a crime scene photo. <laughs> yeah. It all just comes down to confidence and, like, standing there being approachable. You seem approachable. Because if you're kind of, like, huddled over, nobody wants to talk to you. Yeah. You also have to be good looking. That helps. Yeah. That helps. It doesn't hurt. All right. Did you then... fall from heaven? Because <laughs> your, your face... face is just totally effed up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, last thing on this list, it says that uh, being around flowers can influence the way a woman sees you. Well, when you're burying someone, you're around flowers. Yeah. I think this is more for Hit like, on them at a wake? No, I think this is more for like photos. Uh, oh. So if you're going to oh. post like an online, it doesn't indicate it. But Hi. it says simply being. <laughs> I'm here with my flowers. Simply being in a room with a few vases of flowers can influence the way a woman sees you. Oh, you caught me with my vases. Which. <laughs> <laughs> when flowers were nearby, ladies judge men as sexier and more attractive than they did when the room was empty. No, it just looks like you're at a wedding. Flowers can signal. So embarrassed, you caught me with my vases and various flowers. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I like to go to think about things like charity and cologne. <laughs> <laughs> flowers can signal romance and enhance her mood researchers say which may help her view you more favorably all right so this is a lot the, of this seems like trickery yeah. be who you are mm-hmm. yeah, be it's, the slob you are it's from uh, men's with, health so with your fake scar these are ways to be more attractive so <laughs> get one of those halloween scars <laughs> yeah right <laughs> with like stitches and yeah the whole thing you went a little, like and the fake eye hanging out right, by right. you went a little too far buddy <laughs> my best advice is just talk to the girl just make the move yeah, well, the, nobody I mean, wants to make the first move. Yes, Just that's do it. that's how you start. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you have to, you got to be confident. And sometimes that's hard to do. One of, one of the, we talk about this at the, at the mixers and all that stuff. When we have guys, it's a simple thing. It's just. The way you talk to people in general, don't just communicate normally. D- lose the shtick, lose the game, and it's going to be so much it's better. Easier and, said than done. It is. It is easier said than done. Some some women are not nice. 
uh, about it's it. True, you know, there, there's He's the right. girl that I used to see every Wednesday at Cali, and and finally I, I got the nerve to go up and talk to her. And she did not have the time, and then, and listen, it's not like she, I felt like she was out of my league. You know what I mean? So, and that was that's the reason why I don't go talk to girls. You know, I, I'm now I'm married, but still, like I never. Picked up girls. Well, I, that was never my thing. Well, what were it sh- can it can shatter your confidence, especially if you've if if it's somebody like you've seen a number of times. You're like, mm-hmm. I feel something here. Yeah, and I'm getting this feedback that I think is positive, and then you then you take the leap, mm-hmm. and then you get uh, you get rejected. And then you're like, oh my god, my my confidence meter uh-huh. apparently doesn't work, and then that can kill it all. For yeah, you, no, you know? I can see so, that. You know, it's tough, but but you got to keep going. You yes, gotta, you got to keep trying because eventually you will find somebody that that is uh, compatible. Hopefully. Just keep a lot of vases in your car. Keep vases all <laughs> over the place. Oh my god, you caught me driving my vases around. <laughs> I see this is very fortuitous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm normally not this way. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, just uh, some uh, uh, tips for your Wednesday morning. Hey, by the way, speaking of Wednesdays, we have a secret text word, text word secret 39333. We got some tickets to see Temple Football, Battle Yukon, Saturday, November 30th, Lincoln Financial Field. Don't forget about that. Uh, and right after you do that, try calling in now because I'm going to give away a $25 JT Brewski's pub gift card for, well, it's for any time, but tomorrow night, Nick is going to be at the Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Going to be a blast. it'll be seven to nine Eagles tickets and stuff to give away. Uh, they're at 510 South Oak Avenue in Primos. So we'll take caller number 16, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We have our secret text word opportunity for you to win some tickets today. Temple Football battling UConn on Saturday, November 30th. That will be at the link. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333. Getting close to the time when we're going to be giving that away. So you got a few more minutes to get on that. Uh, we have some other giveaways that we'll get to before the program is over, so make sure that you stay tuned for that. And I'll mention again the uh, Camp Out for Hunger, uh, December 2nd, rapidly approaching, inside two weeks now. Uh, and we're working on doing the world's largest gender reveal, and we're soliciting for people who can be a part of that. So if you are expecting, you know someone who's expecting, make sure that you go to the link at uh, PrestonandSteve.com and see if they can be a part of it. So uh, we're like this close to giving the full-on thumbs up. We just need a little bit more yeah. detail to, to be covered, and we'll see if this can happen. We had two ways we could have gone. We were, you know, either the most people revealing the gender or one super huge pregnant woman. That would work, yeah. too, because it would be the largest, right? Yeah, yeah. Th- those are the two ways, and I think we made the better choice. If we could add the world's largest woman yeah. doing a gender reveal. Like a 15-foot pregnant woman. Something like that. That would have been cool, but it's difficult. So. Yeah. They're just, they don't grow on trees. Yeah, no, no guarantee that, that that woman would live in our listening area. No, so, yeah, no. Hey, but if you don't ask, yeah, if someone knows a fifteen foot pregnant woman, please let us know. Please let us know. Yeah, all right, we should do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Right. Uh, today is brought to you by Hers, a Philly hometown favorite for generations. Whether you're hosting a tailgate or grabbing a snack on the go. Wherever you're snacking, make it Philly, Philly, and grab a bag of your favorite hers flavor. Hers, forever good. Well, there was a bizarre moment. I saw the video of this. When a suspect jumped from a second-floor window of a police station while still handcuffed to a radiator. Whoops. Yeah. 
But it, but he he had ripped it out of the wall and he's jumping with it with the radiator. Yes. Oh my show, god. Shows a man who's not been named land on top of a red car before running away, clutching the heater as a policeman. <sighs> Uh, as policemen looked on from the upstairs window, like a full wall unit. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, and it was uh, it was filmed in Russia's second biggest city, St. Petersburg, on a smartphone. The video shows the detainee step onto the window ledge before jumping while clutching a radiator. He lands on a red car below the window with a thud, and he he land he landed pretty well. I mean, he he landed on his feet, and then he <laughs> slipped and and stumbled over. But I was surprised at how. Uh, how good of an escape it was, considering the dude was holding on to what do you, a radiator. What do you imagine the weight on that thing is? I don't know. Uh, and officers looked down on him, and apparently it's it's unclear why the man had been taken to the police station and whether he was recaptured by the authorities. It's believed the man had detached the radiator that he was handcuffed to from the wall before making his escape. Uh, the clip was <laughs> uploaded onto Russian social media. That's yeah. a bold move. Yep, totally. Uh, in Georgia, investigation revealed chaos in the cafeteria at Cedar Grove High School on Thursday. Apparently, it was all caught on camera. Tia Watkins, the school police, uh, said school police injured her son's arm trying to restrain him in the altercation. Plus, she said her daughter was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct for checking on her brother. The food fight, apparently it was a food fight, started over comments made about chicken wings and ranch dressing. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Between a cafeteria worker and a student. So, it for some reason, it started. there was a person actually working there. It wasn't two students. It was yeah. a cafeteria worker and students took issue with something said about chicken wings and ranch dressing. This is excessively brutal. It is, yes. Uh, the student and worker were arrested. School district said the the Office of Legal Affairs is now investigating the incident. The cafeteria worker, the cafeteria worker, was arrested and charged with affray and disorderly conduct. You, the fray, it's, it's a kerfuffle. A fray is a lighter kerfuffle. Yeah. A mother in Kingwood, Texas, was stunned to find a note in her five year old child's lunchbox that told her to put her child on a diet. Wow. Listen to this. Frances- uh, Francesca, the child's mother, put a note to the daycare worker in uh, her child's lunchbox. The, no- bo- lunch the note said, please tell my son that his mommy loves him so much and that I'm thinking about him. Francesca said when she got the lunchbox back, someone had written on the note, no, put him on a diet and go away. What? Oh, my God. Right? Harsh. Stop that. It took no. a minute to register, she said, what I even saw and I just kept rereading it, and I just stood there for a minute. Uh, She said she had never had a problem with the Rocking Horse Daycare until this incident. A director at the Rocking Horse Daycare said that he was sorry for the incident, and the employee who wrote the comment was terminated. So they actually did write it. That's not the way you send that that message home. Exactly. (laughs) You do an anonymous email. That's what you do. Come on. Burn her account. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Following his arrest for possession of a hypodermic needle containing methamphetamine, listen to this, this is my favorite story of the day. <laughs> All right. A 380-pound Florida man was hit with additional felony charges after jail personnel discovered a bag of meth wedged deep within the belly button cavity of the defendant. <laughs> How effing disgusting. He was uh, stashed that- drugs. In his belly button. That obese that you could stash it in your navel. Exactly. Police responding late Friday to a suspicious, yeah, it's in here. To a suspicious person uh, call placed by an employee of a McDonald's in Clearwater arrested Martin Skelly 
when a search of the 41-year-old turned up the loaded needle. Following Skelly's collar for possession of narcotics and drug paraphernalia, cops asked him if he was in possession of any other contraband. Uh, since he could face additional charges if brought Ill- if he brought illegal items into the wow. county jail. Wow. Skelly denied having any additional contraband on his person. However, during intake processing at the jail, Skelly was subjected to a thorough body search that resulted in the discovery of a plastic bag containing 2.7 grams of meth. A jail deputy reported that the baggie was, quote, wedged deep within the belly button cavity of the five foot eight defendant. Remember, he's 380 pounds. 380 pounds, five foot eight. Yeah. Uh, and two, you said two ounces of meth? Uh, no, it's two grams. Two grams of 2. meth. 2.7 grams of meth. Jeez. Uh, after the stash was found, Skelly reportedly told the investigator, I was just being dumb and not thinking. Uh, the discovery of the hidden meth. There's a sandwich in there, too. <laughs> Resulted in two additional felony charges being filed against Skelly, introducing contraband into a correctional facility and narcotics possession. His criminal record includes a three-year stretch in state prison for cocaine trafficking and busts for theft, drunk driving, narcotics possession, violating probation, and possession of drug paraphernalia. I think it's time for some self-assessment. I would think so. We'll do one more story, and we will wrap this up. Let's go with this. Uh, the city of Loveland, Colorado, agreed to pay a woman $50,000 and drop all charges against her after she was accused of indecent exposure for playing Frisbee topless in her front yard. Okay. Attorney David Lane said his client, 20-year-old Effie Krokos, uh, received a ticket after playing Frisbee in her yard with her husband. Her breasts were exposed. In February of 2019, the 10th Circuit of Appeals decided a case called Free the Nipple versus City of Fort Collins. There you go. The court found it's legal for women to appear topless in any place that it would be legal for a man to appear topless. Where's the inspiring Disney movie about this? Ms. Krokos read about this case in the media, and when she saw her husband had removed his shirt, she did the same. Blow the lid off the joint! Yeah. <laughs> uh, scandalized neighbors called the police, and an officer came out and issued her a summons. The officer reportedly told Krokos that uh, Fort Collins' case was a rumor and that it did not apply <laughs> to Loveland. It was legit. It was real. Yeah. If convicted, she may have had to register as a sex vendor, and she was under a great deal of stress, uh, stress as a result. But the $50,000 settlement is the first damage claim to paid to a woman wrongfully charged of being topless in the United States. Do we know if this is a woman we would all want to see topless? Uh, it seldom is. Yeah. But, uh, listen, I, I think ultimately it, it, this is going to be the norm. It's, it's hard to make a case yeah. against I don't know. her having her freedom to do that. Case, it all depends on what you're into. Yeah, yeah you man. Know, I, you, know, I, you find some interesting ladies attractive, so... Chances are I'd want to see her topless. It's possible yeah, in case you... case she birthday next door, I'm yeah. going to do topless frisbee. I know you like it. All right, and that is what I have for you in uh, the Bizarre File this morning. Let's take another break, but let's get a secret text word caller. Marissa, you're sitting in Kathy's seat. You get to pick the caller. What number? Wow, I'm going to go with uh, 21. All right, yeah. caller 21-215-263-WMMR. you got to know the secret text word in order to win. And we'll grab a random texter as well. Coming back in a second, our lesson question and more when we return. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So I got I got uh, most of my Christmas decorations put in place and uh, the wires run uh, over the weekend past. I'm going to finish it up on these warmer days. Yeah, because it looks like this weekend is going to be a wash. Well, Get out ahead of the curve. 
Tomorrow's going to be a really good day to get out and do it. 55 degrees and yep. sunny, so uh, I won't be out there doing it because <laughs> I hate putting up Christmas decorations. Like, I'm, I'm a lunatic. It's not that I don't like uh, the way they look. Yeah. I like, I like putting them up. And I even more so loathe taking them down. Yeah. So I just don't look forward to it. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. We have, um, we just do like some wreaths in the window, which is fine. And then like a little manger scene with a spotlight on it. And I'm, it's the best. It's wonderful. Drove, yeah. Last yeah. night went into the city for a charity event. Drove by, uh, Ways had me get off at Gerard. Drove by the zoo. Oh, yeah. It looks Gorgeous right now. Have you driven by there at night? No, not yet. Oh, man. I don't know if they do it regularly, but they have... Oh, um, their winter stuff? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. This is a, They did it last year, I think, it was the first... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably wrong. Anyway, it, the, the, driving by uh, on 34th, uh, is they they have all the the trees with the uh, the type of uh, lights that kind of look like they're they're dripping. Oh, uh, and awesome! They've got hundreds of them. It mm. looks really really cool. I was very impressed with it. So that was very festive. I thought yeah, that was nice. I love it. I drove by uh, Franklin Square and that looked very festive and pretty. That's the one at Eighth uh, and Vine. Yeah, and they are they they have some stuff coming up. I think that's different uh, this year. They're they've they've added to Franklin Square. Yeah, mm-hmm. they always have some sort of holiday festivities. Uh-huh. There's a huge tent there, which yeah. makes me think there's like a little cabin scene. Yeah, um, City All that Hall stuff is starting good. to go up. the The tree at the art museum gets lit the day after Thanksgiving. So is the yeah. Ferris wheel up yet that they were talking about? Uh, Christmas Village. Yeah, the Christmas, Christmas Village. Village is getting built. I don't think that they are occupied yet. Okay, but they're coming together. What about like the uh, the fire pits that they have, or the they have down by the river, down along uh, Penn's Landing? Oh, Penn's Landing. Yeah. I know the ice skating rink at City Hall is open. I don't All know right. if the Great Plaza one is open. All yet. right. But yeah, cool. I love that. Nice. I love that one. Under the bridge, the lights. Yeah, it's just so cool. Yes, it's excellent. Uh, I need to get our winner uh, for the secret text where we're looking for caller number 21. And I am going to go to Debbie. Hi there, Debbie. How you doing? Wonderful. Debbie, what's our secret text word? Yippee! 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 Uh, that is correct, Debbie. I want you to hang on the line. We're going to get all your information, and we are going to give you some tickets to see Temple Football Battle UConn Saturday, November 30th at Lincoln Financial Field. Kids tickets on game day are only $10. Mind you, visit owlsticks.com for tickets and information. Our random texter that we grabbed is Noreen Buckley, who is from Philadelphia. So, Maureen, we're going to set you up with those tickets as well. Congratulations. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away as a prize... A pair of tickets to see Mr. Robert Kelly on December 31st at Punchline Philly. It's the 7.30 show. And the question I think I want to go with today uh, is Steve owns two types of cologne, including which one named after a mammal? 215-263-WMMR. Okay. Steve was telling us about his colognes. He owns two, including which one named after a mammal? 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you know the answer. Give us a call. We are going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Pepsi and the Philadelphia International Airport this Monday, November 25th. This is so great. Pierre. Visit Pierre Robert as he broadcasts live from Terminal BC in the Philadelphia International Airport 
to help increase donations to fill abundance this holiday season. That's awesome. And he's going to be wishing travelers their his merry best as they come and go. It's going to be great. I love it. So let's take a look and uh, see what's up in the trash, Steve. What you got today? Well, two prison guards on watch when Jeffrey Epstein hung himself in his cell have been indicted for going hours without checking on him. Tova Noel and Michael Thomas say they did nothing wrong and were right in the next room drinking warm milk and listening to lullabies. <laughs> hey! Aaron Carter was spotted walking around L.A. and reportedly in good spirits following his recent brief hospital stay. Carter says he's glad to be out and about getting back to terrifying people with his hideous face tattoo. Yeah. Oh, my God. And finally, the internet blowing up yesterday with the video of Democratic California rep Eric Swalwell appearing to loudly fart during an interview on MSNBC. Hardball host Chris Matthews came to the defense of his guest saying that Swalwell had not passed gassed and explained that it was he himself who had queefed. Oh. oh. <laughs> so that's your Hollywood challenge. Little known fact. Yeah, a little, uh, it's pretty wild to admit. All right, let's see if we can get an an answer to the stupid question. Steve owns two types of cologne. Uh, One of them is named after a mammal. Which one is that? And I will go to John, see if he knows the answer. Hey, John, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Good, John, what's the name of that cologne Steve has? I can't believe I'm saying this. Horny Otter. (laughs) Horny Otter. (laughs) That's correct, sir. Hang on, John. Got it right. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Robert Kelly, December 31st, 7.30 at Punchline Philly. You can get tickets for Robert's December 30th and 31st shows at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, the shows are 21 and over, by the way. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Pepsi and the Philadelphia International Airport. Once again, I'll mention this. This Monday, November 25th, visit Pierre Robert as he broadcasts live from Terminal BC in the Philadelphia International Airport to help increase donations to fill abundance this holiday season. Well, this just in. What? The 62nd Annual Grammy nominations are revealed. And I'm just going to go through... The rock categories, and uh, maybe tomorrow morning we can dissect some of the other categories and have some fun with that. But uh, for the best rock performance, we have Pretty Waste by Bones UK. Woo! Never heard of it. Yep, me either. This Land by Gary Clark Jr. All right. Hit History Repeats by Brittany Howard. Woman by Karen O. and Danger Mouse. All right. And Too Bad by Rival Sons. Pretty wild. I mean, uh... Three of those five I've never heard of. I I, well, I mean, I've heard of Danger Mouse. Yeah, Derek, me too. Karen O was a Yeah, Yeah, Yes. She yeah. was the lead singer in Yeah, Yeah, I yes. love the oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I know the two names. I don't know the song. Yeah, she's got a pretty voice. Um, but Perhaps I don't know that. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it is. It's a great great song, but I don't know the song Woman. Uh, too Bad from Rival Sons. We know those guys. Yeah. Uh, best Metal Performance. Uh, Ast- <laughs> Asterolis by the Great... Uh, Asterolis the Great Octopus by Candle... Candle Moss featuring Tony Iommi. Well, we know who Tony Iommi is. All right. Uh, Humanicide by Death Angel. Death Angel. Bow Down by I Prevail. Unleashed by Kill Switch Engaged and uh, Sempest. Lollipops by Kitten Petters. By Tool. Would that be Seven Empest? Uh, Good. Uh, no, it's got to be Tempest, but just with the with the, se- with the number knows. seven. Ain't that sweet? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, best rock song: "Fear Inoculum" from Tool. There you go. That'd be nice. Give yourself a try, uh, and it just it gives the songwriters. Yeah. So, but well, the- it's the 1975 does the song. 
Harmony Hall by Vampire Weekend. That's actually uh, my favorite song of the year, but I don't know why that is. Best rock song? I don't know. It's not a rock song. I mean, it's it well, is that's... a beautiful, beautiful song, but pretty poppy. Yeah. It's wherein lies the conundrum, the, the problem with these Grammy nominations. Listen, we have we know a bunch of songs that could be on this list yeah. of, of music that we've played, and they haven't. And they just, they they're they're freaking morons, is what they are. <laughs> uh, then you have uh, history repeats repeats by Brittany Howard and this land by Gary Clark Jr. Best rock album. Uh, Amo by Bring Me the Horizon, Social Cues by Cage the Elephant, In the End by the Cranberries, really. Uh, Trauma by I Prevail and Feral Roots from Rival Sons. Best alt rock music album or best alternative music album. Uh, UFOF, Big Thief. Assume Form, James Blake, I, I by uh, Bon Iver. Uh, Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend and uh, Anima by Tom York. Uh, I'm skipping the rest of this. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair to have best alt rock album, but then just only best rock song. There should be two categories. Yeah. Oh, Brittany Howard's from uh, Alabama Shakes. Okay. Yeah, she's got a great voice. She's good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. I can still think of better songs, but, yeah. you know. Whatever. We're not in charge. Uh, it's their world. We're living in it. So the Grammys uh, are going to be aired live January 26th on CBS, by the way. So we'll see how that plays out. Ozzy Osbourne is inviting his fans to go straight to hell. <laughs> uh, the, the singer's website has uploaded a postcard for a mysterious event, which will begin on Thursday night at midnight Pacific time and will apparently be the online premiere of Ozzy's next single. Uh, if one clicks on the postcard... It takes you to an image of the Oz holding a snake, along with options to pre-save the song, which is presumably titled Straight to Hell on Spotify. Uh, Earlier this month, Ozzy released Under the Graveyard, his first new solo music in almost 10 years, and it was the first introduction of new music from Ozzy's forthcoming 12th studio album, Ordinary Man, due out on Epic Records in early of next year. He's scheduled to make his first live appearance this Sunday night. By the way, he'll be performing with Post Malone at the American Music Awards. (laughs) <laughs> Slipknot frontman Corey Taylor was asked in an interview with What Culture about the status of his long-in-the-work solo album, which he has hinted at doing over the years. Taylor said it's definitely going to be rock-based, uh, but it's going to be rock meets so many different things. Uh, Taylor continued to say there will be harder-edge stuff, but there's also going to be big, expansive, huge, world-changing guitar songs that you're going to want to sing along to. It's amazing when you can create music that literally changes the world. Uh, That's just who I am, and I'm not going to fight with who I am. I got 26 songs, and I'm not done yet, he says. Tool is finding time to reintroduce some songs to the set list for the first time in years on its current tour. The latest to be dusted off was Swamp Song of the band's 1993 debut LP, Undertow. The group performed the track live for the first time since 2007 at Monday night's performance here in Philadelphia. Very nice. Do they do they still occasionally throw in Walking on Sunshine? Yeah, you know, just... <laughs> they wrote got, that for Katrina and the Waves. You gotta be at the right show. Yeah. Uh, for that to happen. Despite Tool's strict no-filming policy, by the way, some fans managed to capture the performance. We heard people were being thrown out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so you can't cover the entire... Venue, Yeah, some got away with it. Uh, and then finally, the Black Keys made their first late-night TV appearance in support of their latest album, Let's Rock. They did that Monday night. They stopped by uh, Jimmy Kimmel and played Low High and Go, both off the new album. 
Uh, the current band, uh, the, the band's current uh, tour runs through the end of November and features support from Modest Mouse. You want to hear our, our program director's take on the, the Grammys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He jumps Bill, in you have a second? Bill Weston came sauntering in. I thought maybe he... Is that a shame? The Grammys were on last night? No, 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 no. the Grammy yeah, Awards. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah, the nominations. The, the nominations. Oh, we're going to... Is there any out. rock bands in there? Yeah, kind of. Who is best new rock band? There you go. Uh, I, uh, well, they, they don't no. do best new rock band. Best new artist. I mean... Yeah, one. somebody who spells the yeah. name without vowels, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, exactly. No, but like best rock performance, uh, "Pretty Waste" by Bones UK. Bones UK were in here uh, about a month ago. They the, they opened for the Struts, right? Yes. Yeah. How do you like and, them? Uh, I like them. They're two women, and they're kind of industrial, kind of all over the place. But I don't uh, know them. yeah, they came in. I think did an interview with uh, Sarah and Jackson. Oh, maybe were they playing the same weekend as the Rolling Stones? Yeah, they they were like at the TLA or I can't remember. Yeah, so apparently this girl is like very good friends with the Stones and is like in that camp. So hmm. maybe she just kind of has this like rock royalty air mm-hmm. to her that's gotten her onto this list. We have actually played Bones UK. Okay. So- we played a song by Jeff Beck a few years ago and I was very proud that we were playing Jeff Beck and but uh, Bones, uh, Rosie Bones, who's part of this duo, was the vocals on this Jeff Beck uh, record that MMR played. I know ago. who she is then. I saw the documentary about Jeff Beck yeah. and... Uh, Yes, she's short, dark hair. I know exactly who she is. Yeah, so that's Interesting. nice. Interesting. All right. Here There's Rosie and Mavis Bones. <laughs> Rosie and Mavis. Brittany <laughs> Howard from... Uh, Alabama that, Shakes. Yes, yeah. right. Great live band. Uh, uh, then you have This Land by Gary Clark Jr., Woman by Karen Owen Danger Mouse, and Too Bad by Rival Sons. Rival Sons. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. okay. And then Best Rock Song. We got Tools on there. Oh, Humanicide. Yeah, we played them, too. <laughs> no, that's the name of the song. Humanicide? Is, is it Death Angel or Humanicide is the name of the band? Well, you're, you're, looking you're looking at metal performance. Here's best rock song down here. <laughs> Put your glasses on. All right. <laughs> you can't see without his glasses. You can't. Humanicide is uh, the name, the name okay. of the song. I can't see without I guess Tool his glasses. Is the point of familiarity. That's what, yeah, that's what I was going for for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so glad we brought you All in. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I let... I met some people fault. in the hallway uh, coming down here, and they said, oh, I love it when the morning show's busting on you. It's like, all right, what did I miss? Welcome to no, Tuesday. Well, you uh, missed the Grammys last it night. It was all good. <laughs> so you're talking about well, yeah, how can you possibly miss the Grammys? Look, there's a group here called Annabelle. <laughs> there's been a lot of Annabelle today. I know. Oh, bring it all. I Come love on. It. Okay. Did hey, you I see got the video? A- Somebody, speaking of like stupid stuff, the program director says, yeah. uh, somebody came up with an idea yesterday for our, our next cash contest. Mm-hmm. Win Lauer's loot. Win oh. Lauer's loot. We were like trying to come up with another annoying contest name after Money Shark. You yeah. don't, you can't get Nobody more annoying, more annoying than Gary, than Gary Lauer. Lauer. Yes, absolutely. Right? I liked uh, Chuck's name for it, which was Lauer Ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was I like pretty that good, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, either or, yeah. Right. Uh, just make sure you put aside nine hours to record any stuff you need oh from him. Oh, my God. Yeah, it took me that long to do the Christmas oh. parody bit that I did. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll let you know. We're going right. to spend at least nine, ten hours on that today. <laughs> All right? All right. Oh, All right. Awesome. Right. Excellent uh, show. Thank, oh, you. thank you. Wow. Yes, man. A letter grade? Letter grade? C plus. Come on, C+ right? C+ we got the passing. Pope and a go-kart. Yes. Passing. Bill West in Man About Town. Oh, yeah. Here in the yeah. studio once again. Just, he was just hanging out. I thought maybe, you know, we don't get to the Bill hasn't been in recently, so he stopped by a few times now. That's good. Yep. 
I'm going to give away the last gift card for uh, JT Brewski's pub. Nick will be there tomorrow night. Nick, you said you're excited about this appearance? Yeah, well, Casey was raving about it uh, first thing this morning, which is really cool. And two great calendar girls are going to be there as well, Elsie and Julie. They're awesome at events. We have the Bud Light uh, photo booth thing, which is always a lot of fun. And then the food that they brought in today was top-notch. So yep, it should I'm... be a fun event, a fun event tomorrow night, and I uh, hope you guys can uh, can join us. I had their tempura rice crispy breaded shrimp. Uh, it was tasty. You had the blackened alligator tail with the uh, remoulade sauce. Sure did. Uh, they have really good food. So, uh, anyhow, $25 gift card for caller number 25 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget that the Thursday night uh, huddle with uh, Bud Light Platinum is taking over every, not every, a different neighborhood <laughs> bar every Thursday night. Every. This football season. Visit every w- bar. Visit WMMR.com to learn when the Bud Light Premium Platinum Thursday night huddle is coming to your neighborhood, Annabelle. All right. So she likes to have drinks and food. (laughs) We're going to take a break. We'll come back and wrap it up. Stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go. Your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Coming to the end of our broadcast day. It's sort of weird here as we do the show periodically. You look up and you see people walking outside the window because the construction is going on here at One Bala Plaza. Yeah, we're on the fourth floor. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of interesting to see there's a group of guys just kind of hanging out right outside our window. Uh, right now, but they're they're doing all kinds of work uh, all over the building, inside and outside of the building. Yeah, so the building's going through a major overhaul, and our company in, in, on the inside, obviously, we're consolidating all the studios onto one floor and all that stuff, so it's all synchronized, but there's so much. The parking lot, and now when I leave the parking lot, it's, it's like the Le Mans. You see people in hallways that you don't know? Yes, all the time. I mean, not not in the the public hallways out there, but I mean in our actual office hallways. Oh, yes. I saw some guys this morning. I'm like, hey, guess you work here. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that was at 5 a.m., so. Right. We hope you work here. They were putting uh, windows on yesterday in the new atrium. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. President, I see people around the Dunkin' Coffee Bar every morning now. That, I, that's that I where know. I saw the guys. I didn't know yeah. who they were. There's like 10 people all going for coffee, and I'm like, uh, uh, hi, <laughs> I work here too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get Same the hell thing. out of here. I don't know. I was guessing these guys, they look like they might have worked at the Fanatic. I don't okay. know. Okay. Uh, sure. One of our sisters. Yeah, it's stations. a big hit. Every, it's all over everyone's social media, everybody in the company. About the, uh, the, the Dunkin' Bar? The Dunkin' yeah. Coffee Bar, yeah. The, the hot chocolate? Yes. Okay. All right. It's I was the same one. It. They have it at the link. So if you get hot chocolate at Lincoln Financial Field during an Eagles game, it's the big machine that they hmm. press. Okay. Pretty cool. yeah. Looks like someone punched it, but it's... Uh... Chuck was telling me it's been that way. Has it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chuck told me that. I don't know. He said it was bent. It was uh, messed up when it was... Uh, Maybe that's how we got when it. When it was brought in. But Chuck says, I think Chuck is about to punch it because apparently his office is right down the hall and the thing beeps all the time. Uh, well, we can hear it. When it needs to be uh, rinsed, there's a rinse uh. function you have to do at the end of the day. And uh, that's when it starts beeping. When we, Marissa, I don't know if you know this or not, when we worked at Y100, we had a Slurpee machine. Mm. 
We had a Slurpee machine in our uh, you enter in our, our kind of half-ass kitchen that we yeah. had, but it, it was a functioning Slurpee machine. Some dude came by and maintained it for us, and we had Slurpees on tap anytime, anytime. at all we wanted them. And it was kind of interesting. I got tired of them after a while, but it was pretty neat. Yeah, when you first started there, though, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah so, But uh, this is a close. This is pretty damn cool. Man, it is awesome. The hot chocolate. So thank you to Duncan. Uh, and thank you to our friends from uh, JT Brewski's who came by. Representing Delco this morning and uh, brought by some great food and some wonderful giveaways. And speaking of wonderful giveaways, Nick is going to have those tomorrow night for you. Yeah, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, we have Eagles tickets to the Giants game, I believe. And uh, th- these events are always a lot of fun. The calendar girls that are going to be there are awesome, Julie and LC. And uh, we just have a great time. Casey, I've said this many times this morning, but was raving about his appearance yeah. there last year. So I'm very much looking forward to being at Brewski's tomorrow night. Oak Avenue in Primos, PA. So stop by and see. Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Where's Primos? Ask Casey. Okay. Um, it's right next to, like, Springfield, Clifton, okay. uh, Alden, Briarcliff. Those are kind of the uh, Sea Cane is the other one. that I just gave you all the surrounding areas. Cool. Yep. I did nice. pretty good there. Sure, Sea Cane. Hey, we were just uh, talking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we were just talking about you being at the airport. Yes. Uh, doing your show on Monday from there, somebody texted in and said, who the hell's idea was it to have Pierre Robert at the airport? Well, the, the, Now, listen, I think it's a brilliant idea, but I didn't consider your track record with the airport. <laughs> now, granted, there's like what? a four-hour window. Well, you yeah. should be good. Yeah, you're not but... traveling anywhere, just to the airport. All yeah, it yeah, says yeah. is I'm going to get there between 1030 and 3. That's it. Sometime, <laughs> no, you're going to be there from 10. Oh, 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 yes. okay. Uh, I love this idea. The second that you guys said you were doing this, I'm like, this is brilliant. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, um, well, I know the airport pretty well, uh, having spent many nights there missing planes. And um, you can, um, there's A, B, C, D, E, and F terminals. Yep. Uh, and uh, the big kind of like shopping center, if you will, is between terminals B and C. There's this long walkway. Uh, they have uh, people movers on one side of it, but there's tons of shops. There's, you know, um, there's I think there's a Brooks Brothers shop. There's golfing shops. PGA there's, has yeah. a, a store there. Yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of stuff. I mean, the food court's right there, too. And the too, food court so, is yeah. there, too, yeah. So uh, it's a really neat little area, and they have these um, big rocking chairs throughout mm-hmm. the airport. So if you're hanging and you it, – it's – you wouldn't think of, of putting rocking chairs in the airport. I Sometimes they have live music in there, too. Yeah. They'll have artists uh, playing, you know, like a singer-songriner playing. It's that pretty cool. Yeah. Well, there's a little stage there, and yeah. I think we may be on that little stage. Okay. Uh, so Pancake will be singing uh, songs about uh, flour and cooking and uh, maple syrup. Huh. So That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Those are his specialties. They are. And uh, the idea is we'll be scaring, I mean, welcoming people uh, back into the area or wishing them well on their way to uh, wherever they're going. Now, uh, b- by virtue of the fact that you need a ticket to get in, uh, it's not something the public can join us at unless you're planning on flying right. on Monday. But right. if you're planning on flying anywhere this Monday, uh, make sure you adjust your flight so uh, you can see us. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think that's too much trouble. No, no. Pierre, most normal people have time to kill at the airport. Right. So if they're waiting for their flight, they may have two whole hours. Yeah, I've had time to kill when I've missed flights. <laughs> They're not diving onto the door to the, of the plane as it's closing. 
<laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times I've been the last one on. Um, but I've made I've made more than I've missed. I will say that for Here we you. Go. That's absolutely. Well, are <laughs> yeah. you? That's pretty good. That's like the surgeon that says I've I've, I've saved more than I've killed. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I said to a friend of mine who's very yes. organized, "Listen, I got my car insurance paid. I got my registration caught up." And he goes, "Oh, congratulations! You're an adult like everybody else." <laughs> well, this is I think this is a perfect medium for you to be here with the people mm. traveling. And I'm looking for you to capture this. You know that stuff so well; it's going to be yeah. great, and yeah. people will be able to donate to the Camp Out for Hunger. Obviously, you know people won't have cans of food and stuff with them, uh, and I don't believe there'll be places there that you can buy food per se. Nor do we have a mechanism to get food, but it'll basically be a financial contributions that we're looking for. To be honest, though, you can scour through the TSA bins and get all the food people had to discard. Exactly, yeah. much of which I've discarded <laughs> over the years. Right. Um, uh, and uh, so, just look for Air Pierre. That'll be our uh, area, and it will be between terminals B and C near the food court. So a couple of people are texting in this name, and I like it. They should call that section the Pierre Port. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're there. So one year I got to go visit the White House, and that was my Christmas card photo that year of me at the press podium. And uh, Grin and Greg, our graphics guy, uh, on the other side of the cover, made a... Uh, depiction of Air Force One with tie-dye on it, and he called it Pierre Force One. I love like that, yeah. too, man. Yeah, I like that. Nice. Okay. So the Pierre Port will be where we'll be on Monday. All right, uh, let's get the letter of the day. Yep. Here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Oh, as in opera. All right, and we have two more to go. We'll get them over the next couple of days. We're going to give away a four-pack of tickets to MMR Rocks Pool. Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, and that is Friday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. So make sure you get those letters, get those tickets. Uh, what's happening on today's show, sir? More tickets for the KISS End of the Road Tour on its uh, 17th stop of the uh, 10-year End of the World Tour. Uh, August 29th at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. Goes on sale on Friday. We'll have workforce blocks of Kings of Leon. Jared's birthday is today. Uh, Van Halen and Joe Walsh. His birthday is today, and he's so much fun. He's great. Yeah. All right, let me thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show has been brought to you today by Winter Airport Park in the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also brought to you by Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness Black Card, and you can use any of over 1,700 locations nationwide anytime you want. Tomorrow on our program, we'll talk to actor Cal Penn. Ah. And we also have the great American Smokeout with Dr. Rosenberg, Dr. Rosenpenis. He will be on the show <laughs> to. And that nasty habit for a group of people and hopefully motivate you to quit as well. You know, he's the Thor of hypnotist, Preston. He is. Yeah. He absolutely is. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. You retired old have nothing to do and all day to do it. Yet you insist. On being on this Google, I think we could have a law that retired people need to stay off the road during rush hour. Maybe it could just be a common courtesy. Let's stay home. Next message. Today is my birthday. Good news. Bad news is I have a funeral to attend. But that's all good as long as I start with Preston and Steve in the morning. I am all set. Love you guys. Next message. Tom Hanks says he can't play a villain. What was Road to Perdition? What the f***? 
The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. 